I can hear me. I can hear you too. I sound great. <laughs> I don't. I sound like I'm sick. Are you sick? Yeah, I'm sick. Okay. Uh, I think last time it was so freeform. So for anyone listening, this is uh, Brittany Garza, and this is her second podcast. <laughs> the first one was so offensive, I couldn't use it. Shut up. <laughs> I think that was the, my first attempt uh, getting rid of the audio from the tattoo machine, and it didn't work. So unfortunately, we lost probably the best conversation that's ever happened. Yeah, in history. out of the like few conversations that you've done. Yeah, out of the three, it's the yeah. best. <laughs> All right, so we're doing a dragon today. Not that that's going to have any bearing on anything we talk about later, but I feel like a tattoo-related podcast should mention tattoos once. We mentioned that's crazy because we actually got into like the history of tattooing, like yeah, Tabori, yeah, Tabori, yeah. You were saying you wanted it, you yeah. wanted to get it right. I don't yeah, know. that shit like, freaks I, me out. That's cool. Um, that's I saw a guy get that at uh, oh god, what's it called? inked oh, oh fuck me so there's a convention that's like a big one it was in la on a ship the queen mary oh the yeah. queen mary you know what that is the haunted ship oh cool not when i was there but yeah really <laughs> i didn't know it's fucking haunted it's like a known haunted ship is it yeah. i believe that it's actually creepy as hell it feels oh, like no, that yeah. being on the titanic dude you know how many like ghost hunters have like gone on that really yeah i didn't know any of this when i was there yes, no, oh it's huge. you know man there's this when you're walking down the hallways to the I'm going to say bow. I don't know if it's right. The bow? I don't know. What, <laughs> cool. It's a bow. Captain's quarters. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I don't Why am I even trying to know that vernacular? But there's a like a daycare, that an old daycare that they've put plexiglass in front of so you can still see it. It's the creepiest thing. Do they use it? No. It's, oh, okay. it's it, like a museum, basically. It's old, yeah. old painted blocks and like old furniture. It's really creepy. But now, in hindsight, now that you say it's a haunted ship, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It was strange at first, but now it's dark. Um, yeah. But I, I don't even remember why. Oh, yeah. Ink, ink and Iron. That's what it's called. It's a tattoo convention that they did there, which was super cool. But th- there was a guy there doing Tabori. I've never seen it done in real life. And he, it's like a table like this, but on the floor. And he sits on the floor. He's got the robe. It's all authentic. Oh, it's the bloodiest shit I've ever seen. No way. Yeah, he, like they, he's just tapping on this dude, and every strike, it's just dripping blood. So he, this guy's whole back was just blood, pools of it, like in in his spine cavity. He didn't take any numbing cream. No, he was, <laughs> he was just dealing with it. Uh, I don't know if it hurts more or less, but it definitely makes you bleed. So I was talking to this guy, and he said that he got his tattoos done by a Buddhist monk. Okay. And uh, did he pay him in cigarettes? It's not legitimate if you don't. Really? Yeah. Anywhere Is you that go. Really? How they like? Yeah, pretty, <laughs> Dude, they're so Western now. Anywhere you go where you actually, you get like Tabori or, or Tibetan, uh, it's like scrawl tattoos. Like oh. it goes up and down uh, and it's it's supposed to mean something, but who knows what they're putting on these white dudes. But they, I mean, they're so Western now. You could pay them in like Marlboros and porno mags and shit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I know like the Buddhist temple, like when I used to go, like he just took donations. So like you could donate anything. Just Bitcoin tangerines yeah oh wow (laughs) he's more wholesome than these other guys no he was actually a millionaire though the buddhist monk what he was a millionaire like he had million dollar checks and like george bush had like gone it's in houston yeah his chow or cow chin it's out here Mm -hmm. i don't know why that fascinates me a rich buddhist i mean obviously well he he he, he's a monk so he obviously doesn't like use it he puts it towards the temple okay but like he's like extremely rich yeah Really so, cool. But yeah, that's what I'm going to show you. He was like, that's what he was wanting to do. Oh, yeah, this is the real deal. Let me see this. Okay. By the way, that guy catfished me. <laughs> this guy did? He didn't. Did he not look like this or what? No, 
I'm gonna have to show you a picture because I was like talking to my cousin, the one that came here that one time. Yeah. Um, I was talking to her and I was like, bro, he's actually cute. Like he's Asian, you know, and that's cool. But then he, I was like, okay, what's your Instagram? Because I was checking. Like I don't want to be catfished. Yeah, you don't want to get murdered. Man, no, exactly, bro. Oh, not. I was fucking catfish. Like was, just not this guy. Can I? Well, it is that guy, but I just think he used like. A picture from like years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay. That's you know what I'm saying? The, yeah, the catfish gray zone. Yeah. yeah. Where you're like, bro, it's me. And you're like, well, you got about 80 on you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this this is the most legitimate Tibetan tattoo I've seen in a while. This is actually quite good. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I can't describe this to people. It's, it's just like Angelina Jolie's tattoo. <laughs> you guys know the one. <laughs> but with actual really nice traditional tigers. And most of it runs across the, the width of his back. But um, that's pretty rad. Yeah, I actually haven't seen anything that good in a long time. Sweet. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't get him any, uh, any points with you, I guess. Well, I mean, I was like, I was interested. He's like, I speak four languages. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, so you're smart. Like, you know what you're doing. And I, yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. No, yeah. I'm a nerd. So, like, I actually study languages in my spare time. So I was like, okay, so like, we have that in common. But no. Are you no. trying to be a polyglot? Bro, hold on. I'm, a, I'm a, just while we're talking. I'm gonna pull it up. But like, I want to see this. No, seriously. Like, uh, you know what? Uh, I should probably have you like des- describe yourself. Uh, at this point, you're just like an apparition with a voice. Oh yeah. So this, you're... dude. What if my voice like makes me sound like? Yeah, I always wondered that too. People, at least, you know, most people listening are clients, so they know what I look like. But I'm like nasally and stuff. No. I feel like <laughs> I don't know if you were to paint me just hearing the voice, what it would be. So paint I... yourself. You can be whoever you want to be. You can catfish my clients if you want. <laughs> Yeah. like audio like catfish okay. yeah so say your like name that. and then I'm anything Garza. oh i don't even know what episode this would be i'm done trying to do that because okay. i've been flip-flopping them all it's sessions though sessions it's still <laughs> the same one and then all uh, right well i'm like five i think i'm like five six five seven and then like pretty average? pretty hard to look at yeah i'm pretty 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 rough i like got like short like blonde spiky hair yeah, oh and, my like, god <laughs> This is, I have a feeling no one will ever trust anything I say on here. No, Cause I, they shouldn't. Like, my, my first podcast, I was 6'3", black, 220 pounds of muscle. Or two, 280, I don't know. I might have lost some weight. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like if you've never met me, you're going to have no fucking clue what I actually look like. Because I'm never going to say it. No, I actually like that. Yeah, I like the ambiguity. I like this that. This is a fantasy podcast. No, so, that's so how you I have am short with like, spiked languages. Hair. That's how I am with languages. Like, I'm learning it, but I won't ever tell anyone if I know it. Oh, you're just going to... Oh, that's um, scary. That's because, well, people just like... They talk shit about you. Yeah, yeah. like like I had like a, a patient come in and it was him, his wife and his son. And I was like, oh, you guys can come to the back. It was like my first couple days there. So like I yeah. didn't know all the rules like with COVID. Like you're not supposed to bring like more than one person back. So he's st- speaking Spanish and he says, oh, I think she only speaks English. And... I mean, I, I'm not fluent enough to where I can speak it back. Yeah, but you... Oh, but I, I, I know what I'm having shit talking about goes, me. No, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I know at that part of Spanish, at least. He goes, um, what did he say? He was like, oh, she. I think she only speaks English. And he asked me, oh, you, like, you speak Spanish. And I was like, oh, no, I only speak English. That's cold-hearted. <laughs> no, I know, but I didn't, like, mean it like that. And then uh, my coworker comes in, and she's like, hey, only, like, one person can be here. And the wife is like, but it's our son, like... And he, they were talking back and forth, and he was saying, oh, well, like, you can't be here. 
And I like went turned to like my friend and I was, or coworker, and I was like, oh, but like it's their son. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> and then he looks at me and like the guy like on the table, he looks at me and he's like, um, you sure you don't speak Spanish? Yeah, <laughs> I was that, like, uh, no, I don't speak it. Sorry. I used to survey, and the the job essentially is like mostly migrants and mm-hmm. convicts. It's, yeah. it's not a fun job. Uh, but you just you just get sent out in the woods with like a GPS pole and a crew, and you just create these long ass lines, these really? grid systems. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, I worked with like four dudes from uh, one was Honduran, and then I think the rest were from Mexico. And don't mix those up; they'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Oh really? Oh man! Like oh the, my god! Yeah, because the first time I, I I met that dude, his name was Polo. He was super cool. He had like a scar under his eye from a bar fight. <laughs> totally badass dude. But I thought they were all Honduran because he said he was and they all spoke together. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a super white thing to do. Just assume that they're all from the same country. And when I said it one time, the three Mexican dudes <laughs> were so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, well, where am I from? If we're going to play this game. And they're like, here, probably. <laughs> here, like, probably. Well, all right. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I was like, I had no ammo in that. I don't know what I was going to do there. I was hoping you'd say Scotland and I'll get offended. <laughs> Scotland? Yeah. Without, without <laughs> the accent. Right just... <laughs> away. Scottish. So, uh, but anyways, they would, when I first got on the crew with them, they they were talking about me because you know i'm the the new dude who walks yeah. straight in and is now running the new crew. white guy or yeah you no know, you're no you're black Sorry. i'm black My yeah the new black dude. <laughs> so uh they fucking blew it out the water now they know <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> but they uh they talked shit about me and I, I at least had that part i couldn't i can't speak spanish but i know when i'm getting shit talked about me but i just took it for a while and eventually it got to a point where i turned around and i was like guys I got to stop this. Like, I can't fucking, I can't work knowing the shit you're saying. Like, they were, they were being pretty rude. At one point, they were talking about fucking my mom. Really? Yeah. Which, oh which God. I was like, first off, y'all haven't met my mom. That's, you're insulting yourself. You haven't. <laughs> if your mom's listening. Yeah. That was oh, a joke. no. She's going to laugh first. Yeah. They, they did that for a while. And then when you let them know that you know what they're saying, it's like the whole mood changes. But it wasn't, after that, it wasn't fun. Like, now that they treated me differently, I kind of, mm. yeah. And then that, they, like, suddenly have respect for you, like... They don't, but they oh, pretend they do, yeah. 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 No, they, I, I earned their respect eventually because I caught them... Um, I came around this tree bend, and I had been, like, running the GPS up the hill because it's all satellite-based. So if I don't get satellites, I have to go, like, hunt for them, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came around the corner, and they were, they were all doing blow... And then, like, <laughs> like off each other's backpacks and shit. And then I watched them, like, pack them into cigarettes. And they panicked because, like, when, when the white new white dude on the crew sees you, you're, you're <laughs> fucked, right? But I was, like, I truly didn't give a shit as long as they're working. And mm. they taught me a lot of terms, like, cocoa puffs is when you put it in the end of a cigarette. Really? And sm- yeah, you know, clever. It's clever oh, shit. shit. Um, then I got their respect. So just, okay. you know, you want someone's respect, let them murder someone in front of you, I guess. Oh, my like, God. Don't report it. You know? <laughs> don't report it. <laughs> yeah, then, then you're cool. But uh, Then you're cool. That's, but that took like a year for them to finally be cool with me. That's funny. Yeah, that was a weird job. I was 19 and, and learning more about the world than I ever needed to. That was in Mexico or was no, that? No, that was, that was New York, upstate New York. New York? Yeah, so oh, most of the people that work oil in Texas, if they're doing those like remedial jobs, mm-hmm. a lot of them can be immigrants with, with no papers because mm-hmm. um, it's a cool job. Sometimes you get paid cash. These dudes, I think, might have just been like... Like, they had papers, but they didn't speak much English. Yeah. Uh, or, or the company I worked for was being shady. I don't fucking know. Mm, yeah, who knows? I, know. I wasn't asking. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I was just happy to have a job. But they sent me up to New York first, and it was upstate New York, so it's just cold as shit. So it's like a, a white Texas boy and then four South American dudes who have never seen snow. So we were just wrecking trucks, really? like, left and right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I crashed my truck probably three times. 
and I got really good at hammering out dents and not telling anybody about it. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> was it like company like? Oh yeah, it's all company sure? property. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that it was it was intense going up there with those guys, but they were a little more worldly than I was. So I, you know, I'm 19 and thought I'd lived, and then my like second week on this job. I, I got put in charge of them, which was like, I don't that know sucks. why. Yeah, that, that sucks, sucks for me. That sucks yeah. for them. They're not happy. I'm not happy. And I came out of the hotel to round everybody up on one of our job sites. It was a, a half day. So we were going in like later than normal. Normally you wake up at like 4 a.m. So it's like 12, I think, noon. And they're all lined up outside of a hotel room. And I, anytime I saw them do anything out of the ordinary, I immediately knew it was a problem. I was like, they're not up to any yeah. good. So I walked over and I was like, what, what are we, what, you know, why are we all doing this? What's going on here? What's happening in this room? And this, hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, no, you're going to have like long, long black surfer hair. Yes. So I'm like flipping it. I'm like, oh, dude, what's going on? Why are we all lining up? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and this haggard old lady pops out and, oh, no. and one of, one of my crewmates walks out past it. This is gonna be disgusting. Passes a Walmart bag to the next dude. And then he goes in. And so I was like, what's what is this and the guy's like he's like we don't have condoms i was like shut the fuck up i was like are you guys first off are y'all running a train on a prostitute secondly you're used like i'll go buy you condoms oh like they're using a walmart bag shut the fuck up no they're sharing they're sharing completely (laughs) defeating the purpose (laughs) of protection it's like somebody described it to them and they just went with the next best thing yeah that left a that left a mark on me and then i just had to go to work with these guys and not bring it up so there's like a, there's like a 20 minute drive to the woods with no radio on where I finally just go. I have some questions. <laughs> but yeah, that job, that's like that's I can I can't even remember all the shit I kept walking in on. I grew that is up so funny. I grew up real fast on that job. Yeah, that was a life changer. They should make a show about that or not. That's not getting I mean, maybe HBO, but God. HBO, <laughs> dude, there were like I go to Vegas a lot. And my friend will always be like, dude, there's some crazy shit you got to see. And then we'll go see it. And I'm like, that didn't even register, man. Really? Yeah. I was like, you need, you need a survey up in upstate you need New York. A Walmart bag. Yeah, dude. I've seen some worse shit for sure. For free, by the way. Oh, shit. Okay. So Fuck. I think that's as good as it's going to get. So I'm going to start. Okay. You nervous? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. super nervous. Okay. I did not think, I thought the leg would be like one that like didn't hurt that much. Mm-hmm. But nah. I was in that exact position when I got my thigh done. I, I went in confident, and the moment he started, I was like, Fuck. Uh, can we move it? <laughs> can we move it? No, yeah, you told me about that. Like, he was like, are you serious? Yeah, he was yeah. proud. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he, he, he was one of my employees. So, oh, like, shit. you know, most people, like, when bosses get tattooed by their artists, the, mm-hmm. the first instinct is like, oh, I'm just going to be the toughest dude I've ever had because they got to respect me. Yeah. And I went full bitch mode. <laughs> like, just completely... That is so like, funny. Have, I've got one pant leg on and I'm in my <laughs> underwear on the verge of crying and I'm sweating. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I think uh, I just had to sell my shop after that. <laughs> yeah, that's what was. That's, that's why you no longer have employees. Kale tattooed me and when I came back the next day, he, he would look me in the eyes and I was like, well, <laughs> guess I'm selling the business. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so nervous. Okay. I did take ibuprofen before I came. Oh, yeah, that ought to do something. <laughs> I only took two. I should have taken four. With your legs. Yes, yes. I know that. You know, like, slide down the whole time. I know. I keep like, pulling myself away. Is that okay? You good? Yeah. You got purchase there with your feet? I haven't done anything. I know. <laughs> God. I'm nervous. Oh, it's wa- okay. You do you want what? this up or down more? This is fine. Okay. This is fine. All right. I'm going to start. Okay.
this might be the most real it's been on this podcast yet. No, seriously. Because everybody else is getting easy shit. This is. So Wait, might, everyone's this, getting easy shit. Yeah, they're like getting their arms and stuff done. Oh. So you're you're actually going through a painful one. This might be a thirty minute podcast. No, seriously. Like I was thinking, like last time you got you're just, like three you're just hours. Tapping out, yeah. I'm like, oh. Shit. If I can get an hour out of you, I'll be. That's fine. That'll make me happy. Okay, just try to like just you know, be gentle. <laughs> I always try to be gentle. Okay. All right, you ready? Okay. Okay. Here we go. No. Okay. What if you What if you just scream? <laughs> the whole fucking podcast. Honestly. Is it? So I'm doing it now. I mean, this is it. Actually, it's not that bad. Because today's shading. It's not that bad. So we did. Uh, it's a It's a pretty good sized thigh piece on her. It's a dragon. Um, it's a little mix of like traditional Japanese with some. Um, dragon. Curry, <laughs> with, yeah, with some dragon. <laughs> but she she's. Uh, I'm assuming South Korean. Yeah, South Korean. <laughs> That's a safe <laughs> assumption. Uh, and she was not a fan of the way the South Korean dragons look. Yeah, they have like different animals to like for different parts of the dragon. Like the eye yeah. was like a cow eye. I'm like, come on now. Yeah, like, they get that's wonky. That's not scary. Like, oh, like, you want he wanted intense. Well, it's not intense. Just like a little bit more fierce. You yeah, know? Japanese dragon faces are like quintessential fierceness. Yeah. They've they've nailed that. There, there's an aggression to them. Chinese ones are cool, but they're a little more like bubbly and fun. Bubbly and fun. Yeah. I was looking at the meaning behind them. Like Korean ones, they're like uh, dragons are supposed to represent, um, I guess, bringing in like good agriculture and like they're like water dragons. I think actually. You've so. been having a hard time with your crops. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but like I don't know. It's just different because like. Different cultures, like, depict dragons differently. Like, um, Eastern culture depicts them very positively. Like, they're good fortune, strength, you know. Mm -hmm. And then in Western culture, um, they're more, like, demonized. So, it just, it's just, like, a matter of perception. Yeah, it's, that's why when everyone's like, what does this mean? I'm like, bro, what, at this point, whatever you want. No, really. Every culture's got a different, you know, a different take on these things. Well, because I'm, like, Korean, it's, like, almost, like justified you know to other people for you to have it for to other people i mean oh, yeah. for me i don't really give a fuck no i know it. you're just like blowing smoke out of your ass on this one but Literally. like you can at least <laughs> gaslight people and tell them you know this is a deep cultural thing for you this is like so deep i'm a quarter korean <laughs> that's but i mean that's one of the benefits of having culture at all because yeah. i i don't i mean what is what is white You're american scottish. Guy culture? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like a quarter scottish so i can barely claim that but like other than that, we don't we don't really have culture. Yeah. So if I get tattooed, I can't claim like, oh, it's a family thing, man. <laughs> Except for like the literal family crest I have on my hand. That's about as close as it gets. Where do you uh, even get these family crests from? Like the Renaissance Festival? Um. So ours actually, actually was like carried down. Um, mm. uh, Turnbull is an interesting surname. So there's there's a Turnbull clan in Scotland, that. Um, it traces back i'm gonna say the war was in the 1500s in scotland and mm. i don't give a fuck if i'm wrong don't e don't even don't <laughs> at me don't comment i don't give a shit but essentially um there was a, a pretty nasty war in scotland and the king had rode out into one of the marshes during the battle and a bull had gotten loose and charged the king on the battleground and so one of my forefathers who like people people tell this story like it's super cool like 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 he's a strong hero but i read it as a, like a retarded farmer because <laughs> his his first instinct is i'm just gonna wrestle that bull to the ground and save Stop. the king and he did he grabbed oh the God, bull really? yeah he jerked the bull around 
So we've got the, the Turnbull. Turnbull. Yeah, it's oh. not hard to put together. So it sounds cool. And there's a statue in Scotland of a dude wrestling a bull. And then they have a day where they all go out there and like drink around the statue. Really? It's pretty cool. Um, but, but every time I hear that story, I'm like, so we were almost all dead, essentially. <laughs> like that was the line where we could have been cut off as a family because this yeah. idiot decides yeah. <laughs> to wrestle a bull. Like he's so lucky that worked out for him. But they, they ended up, uh, the king changed the surname and then gave uh, the family a portion of land in Scotland, which I'm sure is now appropriated to other people. Absolutely. But the there's a, a coat of arms with three bulls on it that has been passed around. And that's still to this day, the one that, like I have it hanging in my house and my grandfather had it hanging and it's the one that's on my hand. Oh, I'm trying not to look at your hand. It's in their gloves. So yeah, you can undress my hand with your eyes. You're not going to figure it out. It's also a bad tattoo. Really? Yeah. It's, it looks like shit. Who did it? Me. <laughs> you did it? Yeah. I, was, I think I was 18. I was 18. And I was like, I need to learn to tattoo, but nobody wants to get tattooed. So I'll just destroy myself. Oh my gosh. And then I did a lot of stuff. I did my hand. I did my thighs. And, um, you know, none of them are good. Aww. Although I have a boot on my thigh I did that. It's not bad. At least you admit it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of hard to lie about the shit you can see on my hand. You could have said, like, oh, one of my old employees Oh, I could have blamed it on this. someone yeah. else. You're right. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't think about that. I'm going to edit this out. Yeah. Kale did it. <laughs> 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 yeah, um... I guess we do have a little culture in our family, but we've, we've like separated off from all of the cool shit they do in Scotland. So, you know, yeah, most people do. Yeah. We don't hang on to that. Oh my God. Painful. Yes. I'll come down here. Let me, let me move around. Is it better down here? Yeah. I'll, I'll leave the higher stuff for later. Okay. I feel like after a while, like you do kind of get used to it. Yeah. But it's kind of like, fuck, like until you get to that point, it's like, oh shit. That first 10 minutes is pretty shitty <laughs> your podcast is like not gonna it's, be cool i'm so sorry it's just gonna be you exclaiming <laughs> once in a while uh, you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna use it for like later things you just have to keep talking because it's <laughs> just me talking no one's no, gonna literally? blame you here <laughs> this is what happens with the painful tattoos though you, you pretty much fall apart as a person <laughs> literally like if, if if somebody was to put papers in front of me i would probably sign my life over without reading them <laughs> getting tattooed in shitty spots is so rough I didn't know this was a shitty spot and I was so confident and you're like, oh, like, you know, I find the leg to be like one of the more painful. I was like, what? <laughs> did I say it that nicely? You you did. You said it so nice. And I think because you said it so nice, I was like, okay, yeah. like Yeah. You're like, he doesn't seem scared. Mm -mm. I have a tendency to uh, undersell the pain sometimes. Where I'll be like, yeah, that can be tender. But in my head, I'm like, it literally tender. changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> You literally sold and yeah. changed your name. And... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw these scales on, so you've got a minute of reprieve oh, here. God. Yeah. Hold up. Wait, did I show you the catfish picture? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, hold on. I, I, I like pulled up my phone, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. That's... Let me show you what... Oh, there's sweat on my phone. <laughs> that, that's how bad the tattoo hurt, is you yeah, literally no. forgot everything you were doing. Literally. <laughs> that, that is like... not the same dude. Mm -mm whoa mm -mm. yeah you got catfished hard no, i got catfished so hard oh shit so how did you find out though like was, okay. was this in person here's here's how i did it it's not that like he's I, apparently he's kind of stupid because i would have like untagged myself but i just went to his tag tagged pictures because i was like okay right. let me see the x like let me see like you know you're hoping that like if he murders people he might have accidentally posted about it 
oh my god that's the other thing he like because we like bonded over guns because i go shooting and he's like oh i shoot for competition oh which is probably like, a well, lie well he showed me videos of him like shooting at like a range where he's like moving around i don't know what a fucking shooting competition looks like but like you pretty much nailed it yeah it's, it's shooting like that in competition <laughs> <laughs> but i was like oh that seems pretty legit and so I was like, okay, well, maybe you just had a glow up or something, but this was literally like November. I mean, nope. You can't glow up that. You can't that work quickly. your face out. <laughs> you can't like reverse your. No. Like, you were really glow. trying, though. You're like. I was like, well, maybe. Because, like, he's nice, but, like, there's something wrong with you if you catfish people like that. Yeah. Like, there's something mentally wrong with you. I fully agree. I mean, I'm, that's, I don't think even the catfisher would argue that. Yeah. Like, if you sat him down, we're like, do you think you're okay? He'd probably be like, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> No, but he was talking about how his family owned, like, a hemp farm, and they extract, like, the CBD out of it. And I was like, oh, that's really Super cool. Super cool. I know. I was like, this Catfish people cool. are always interesting. That sucks. It does suck. It, it sucks. And then, like, real people that are actually attractive are just awful. No, now I ask everyone, like, okay, are you a catfish? Yes or no? Like, Genius. No, That's literally. foolproof. That's exactly how I handle shit. <laughs> no, I asked this other guy, and he was like, uh, I mean, I think I look like my pictures. And I was like, well, like, do you I think Instagram? I look like the pictures I post. Yeah. That, that's the answer. <laughs> but I think he's legit, because he gave me his last name, and I stalked him. And I was like, okay, no, yeah. he's legit. I mean, if they're willing to give you information to, to like, backtrace them. Yeah, yeah no, because I'm not about to, like... And I was like, okay, look, now this guy won't stop texting me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I kind of have to like, I don't know. Women in general, we have to be extra careful. You do, because it's, it's not like for a guy, if they're not feeling it, they can just be like, yo, I'm done. But for a girl, you have to like gently back out on the off chance you end up dead. Yeah. It's fucking awful. I know, it sucks. That's why if I ever go meet up with anyone, just an FYI, like I'm carrying. Yeah. <laughs> You're letting everyone on the no, podcast like, now. I hope y'all know I fucking, I keep that I, thing on me. <laughs> Keep that mask a tool on me. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be in my profile if I was a girl. Unpacking. <laughs> Literally always have a gun on me. I know, but then, like, I don't know. You got to think of, like, the art of war. Like, you don't want your enemy knowing, like, shit. Like, you know what I mean? No, I don't. We're talking about dating. Damn, this is, is that intense no. out there right now? Bro! You're reading Sun Tzu? Okay. okay, I read it a couple times. But I will say, like, for real, for real, like... I would okay here's the thing the reason i read it a couple times is because like you can really apply that concept to like every part of your i'm life. aware you know i apply that shit in business that's yeah. where you need to apply it to no for uh but you got to do it in dating sometimes like when you're going out meeting people on the internet like it's not safe i heard a story about um it was like a friend of a friend so like this could be completely made up and i just don't know but like the person who told me like she i know her mm -hmm. and she was like oh my friend was on bumble and the guy had, like, um, she was dating him for, like, a couple months, actually. Like, they had just kind of, like, started, like, getting serious. And her parents were out of town, and she was dog-sitting for her parents. And he had broken into the house, like, where, like, she was watching the dogs. And she heard him upstairs. She didn't know it was him, but yeah. she heard someone. She calls 911. 911's like, hey, um, like, the police are 40 minutes away. Not our problem. No, well, they were like, they're 40 minutes away. Get something and go hide in the bathroom. Yeah. Is what they said. And she was like, fuck. So she goes to the bathroom. She locks herself in there and he grabs a kitchen knife and he starts like sliding it under the door. Like, oh, that's like, fucking horrifying. No. And he starts like, like whispering her name type shit. Oh, like, hell you know, no. I know. No, it's fucking scary. I would flush myself. Well, she calls 911 again. Yeah. 
She's in the bathroom. And well, you're out of options at this well, point. Well, she no, 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 no. The operator picks up and she's like, "I really need you to get here." Like, you know, she's yeah. like, "Please hurry!" Like, he's trying to kill me. Like, yeah. and she's like, "No, I know. The police are literally about to be at your door. We just lied because we saw that he was listening in on the other line." Oh upstairs. shit! Yes. <laughs> Plot twist. Whoa. No. They can do that? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. They can lock your phone and shit. Like if you. Really? Like, yeah. They can, it's crazy. Wow. I'm not calling the cops enough, I guess. <laughs> Unless I got the shop I used to own got robbed like three times and I pretty much I'm done calling cops on stuff. Every time I was like, hey, we, we got robbed. And they're like, who did it? And I'm like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> I called you for that. And they're like, well, there's not much we can do if you don't know. And I'm like, I have maybe I've watched too many movies, but I had a, <laughs> I had a whole different idea of what you did as a as a job. And then it was just basically they'd leave me a card and be like, if you get any information, give us a call. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. We handled it ourselves. Put some cameras up, figured out who it was. And did you figure it out? Made him disappear from the planet. <laughs> don't rob you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we did figure out who it was though. It was it was a one time client. Really? Yeah, so it uh, it it stopped, but the the police did not help in the slightest. Damn. Yeah. Um, and in this scenario, it sounds like she got the coolest police ever. No, yeah, and they well, oh, I didn't even finish. So they get there, they she arrest died. him. <laughs> no, no, they get there, they arrest him, and in the living room, he had like laid out a bunch of like like torture oh, shit. Like no. he was gonna like no, he was gonna Dude, like this torture is dark. and kill. No, I know. That's why I'm like I'm packing. Like I don't yeah. fucking care. Holy like <laughs> shit, I would have fired through that door. Dude, that's really dark. I, I'm actually quite surprised at the intensity of that story. Oh, yeah. But you're like, you think you need to carry a gun? Or do... No, yes, I do need to fucking carry yeah, a no, gun. Yeah, no, you're right. You made an ass out of me. You for sure do. <laughs> I didn't even consider that being a possibility. No, but I don't know. And also, I watch too many, like, criminal minds. You know, like, the, the amount of times, like, women could have saved themselves if they just had a fucking gun. Like, yeah. if, they just, if, if they just had a gun. I mean, that's you could like, have probably pulled it out, and they probably would have went eh, and like ran. You're describing the plight of everyone who's ever been murdered. Yeah, and bro, if you just yeah. had a gun, that if shit would not have happened gun, to you. That, yeah, that five year old who got abducted. If he just had an M16, that no, shit would have no, never happened. Five year old, but like, <laughs> but like women. Yeah, because a lot of women like. It ha- I'm still. It I'm like super pro firearm though. Like it's. You like you should. I've, be. I've got a few tucked away just because I think guns are fucking great. But I'm the worst person to ask about that. When they're like, you know, why, why are you pro firearms? Like, I, I'm not going to give you a really cool political speech. They're just no. really fucking cool. That's what I'm saying. Super into guns. That's, <laughs> That's pretty much why I like guns. Is yeah. They're really cool. And then when people are like, but they've killed so many people, I'm like, I know. <laughs> it sucks, right? You're like, damn. Really? I don't know what to do about that, but boy, that's really terrible. <laughs> they should stop doing that. Somebody should do something. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like women. It's empowering. It's empowering. Having a gun? Well, carrying one. Yeah. Like, you know. No. I feel like a big dude. Yeah. Yeah, don't fuck with me. Yeah. But even just think, I don't know, because dudes, they don't have to worry about half the shit that women have no, to worry about. No, we do not. I have never once been in an interaction where I'm like, am I going to be murdered? <laughs> like, mm. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that sucks. And as, as much as like, you know, you would love to, uh, give women advice on how to like avoid that the, the really shitty truth is that's just a built-in feature in a lot of dudes going all the way back to caveman days isn't it yeah. i was thinking about that the other day like why are men so like shitty like yeah it's it's you're just looking at like i mean we've been an advanced society for like 
500 years but mm-hmm. men have been animals for over a million mm-hmm. i mean our we we evolved slow mm-hmm. so you're just looking at like monkeys in suits right now they they're trying they're trying yeah i'm, I'm trying <laughs> but there's so many times where i'm like oh that feels like my ancestors calling through me your yeah. ancestors yeah like you just you don't you're not as in control as you think you are there's just no, i feel like there's like biological factors to it like i don't know Oh, in ter- in terms of like sociopathy and actually like hurting people, there's certain genetic factors, I'm sure, because I mean yeah. a lot of it definitely could be taught. You know, it's it's a nature nurture thing. I but, could, yeah. But there's just like you ever just looked at someone's face and you're like, I know your ancestors drank too much. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, I, I feel like that any disposition or any chemical reaction, especially like rage or 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 lust or malice if abused enough it becomes something that your brain becomes dependent on and like you're gonna pass that genetic trait in some way or another really yeah for sure actually yeah no i believe that there was a story about these triplets that had been adopted out but they were split and it was kept a secret by the agency i think the agency's like shut down now but they yeah they sound pretty shitty no but they did that to hundreds of identical twins and triplets and they adopted them out because they wanted to do like secret experiments on them nature versus nurture yeah and so you can't blame them it's just science that's so fucked up that's so (laughs) fucked up it's so fucked up actually like one of the triplets actually ended up committing suicide but the other two didn't but the research apparently because they're supposed to like release the research but they're not allowed to do it until like 25 50 years from now yeah and they were saying like there's a rumor saying that like oh it's actually heavily genetic based like how you turn out, like what you yeah. get into. I mean, I guess that's how you'd find out, right? Yeah. Separate them and observe. And then if they start doing the same shit, then, you know, mm-hmm. they've got dispositions. Well, they met, like two of them met at the same college. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Wow, that's bizarre. Yeah. I have the opposite where like my, my best friend, I've known him for, uh, since I was like nine, but we don't, we don't live in the same town. We see each other like once a year mm-hmm. and we're not genetically involved at all i mean you know totally different nationalities and everything but we we just do the same shit all the time it's so fucking bizarre yeah every time i see him it's like we're wearing the same shoes we pulled our wallet out in vegas and had the same wallet we showed up with the same bracelet it was it's weird we're just always doing the same thing and i'll text him something and he's like dude i'm literally in the middle of texting that right now it's yeah it's the most bizarre thing oh my god yeah it's it's uh copying you yeah i just trendsetter yeah he's just he's just tapped into my phone like this whole time i think we have a cool connection and he's just a fucking stalker <laughs> could you imagine it's uh, that would be i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to get that information you wouldn't want to know no i wouldn't want to know that dude me neither this dude's my, this dude's my brother no it's just it is You're a pretty cool stalker if you are one but yeah I'm, you know what that's fine keep it going i don't give a shit but it is weird though it's like some stuff that is you know the little coincidences you can write off but it's always behavioral stuff too like we'll come to the same conclusion we'll just become the same person completely Y'all separated genetically similar no at all like just, nationalities like nothing no he's filipino i'm black <laughs> <laughs> like we, we grew up together similar households i guess and mm-hmm. then we clicked super hard and we're literally inseparable forever until i had to move and then we still never broke ties so that's i think good. but i think that's the argument for nurture and mm-hmm. that we were raised essentially the same through our childhoods stuck together had well, similar experiences you guys, like imprinted yeah on each other like at like the right time too i think yeah for sure yeah so but we we make the same kind of decisions all the time in the same times of our life and i think it's just it's an argument for tattoo artist too no he's not that part's different like whoa that would be (laughs) fucking mind-blowing 
Um, no, we're like... He's, he's starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's starting a TV show. Um, he, he's a pharmacist, or he works in a... No, I'm sorry. That's inaccurate now. He works in a hospital now again. He was in a pharmacy for a while, but now he does, like... He prepares all the concoctions, like uh, chemicals you send up to the cancer patients, stuff like that. I don't know what that's called. I've never asked him because I don't care about his life. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he he's like the... Uh, like radiation therapist? Uh, no, it's it's specifically like preparing drug cocktails and things like that. Oh. He does deal with radioactive stuff, though. He, he has to... I think the cancer shit he can't touch. Uh, and he's told me he's handled like $80,000 vials before and just really oh yeah really unsettling why stuff why is drugs like that expensive like what, america bro no what do you have to go to like go through to like get that drug that makes it so expensive yeah like it, they make it seem like one guy in guatemala is like milking this incredible bird that you can only see yeah. once a year yeah, yeah it's no they just they can just charge you that it's a, they claim it's a r&d thing they're like well we spent they just make a number up. We spent $600 million researching and developing this drug, so we have to recoup those costs. So naturally, we have to sell for it. The truth is they probably spent 40 and it was overlapping projects with other stuff they'd already paid for, laboratories that they already own, and oh. through clever accounting and the healthcare system that it's is... So fucked up. Yeah. I mean, when you when you do healthcare that's insurance-based, so well, somebody else... Well, in general, if you think about it, like in general... Mm-hmm. If you just release the drug to where more people have access to it, yeah. you're going to make your money back eventually. Yeah, but they want to make it back today and more than they ever. It's just greed. It's, I mean, there's really like you can. I mean, I'm only explaining the mechanism their greed goes through to get their money. But the truth mm-hmm. is, it's just greed. Like, obviously, I don't think anybody would even argue with that. That's just the core of everything anyone does in this country now. No, big farm is fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's. I mean. That's so my generation, because I think you're the generation just after me. Mm-hmm. My generation was hit with uh, ADHD drugs, Ritalin, stuff like that. Um, but it, they, they were like adjusting in the pharmacy's protocols. They were adjusting what was the definition of ADHD to make a broader diagnosed spectrum just so they could get these drugs in the hands really? of every kid. Yeah. So everyone I knew had ADHD all of a sudden, within the span of two years. It just was happening. Now you see people trying to diagnose like two-year-olds with ADHD. Yeah. So what they do is they um, they basically decide within their advertising house what ADHD is, and then they give it to their salesmen to give to the doctors. And so the doctors are getting this information and being told, hey, we've done heavy R&D research on this. Like we, we have gone through all of these different uh, double-blind studies to figure out that this is what ADHD is, so this is what you need to be diagnosing. And then when you diagnose it, you can give them this drug, which we happen to make. And the truth is they, they make up a disease. And then they did it again uh, with uh, oxy codone i think it was they did it again with pain management they started making up what what was manageable pain what you can give an opiate for so they but they they like cut their teeth on this methodology with the adhd 90s kids and everybody got on adhd and then what happens when you give them that drug is it's going to change brain chemistry and then they're going to eventually grow up and start looking for something similar and then you have the meth epidemic so oh, then, shit. yeah so damn now, it i'm on adhd medication bro oh meth is so much better you'll love it <laughs> But the ADHD kids ended up with a meth epidemic. This last generation, uh, I think in the early 2000s and mid like 2010 range, that was when you were seeing a ton of oxy hit the streets. And that ended up with the opiate epidemic where kids are doing heroin and stuff. But like they're, they're creating these huge drug epidemics by creating Diseases. demand for something yeah. that doesn't exist, basically. Yeah. I've, I've heard like a lot of people like come out saying like, oh, no, nah, like 
ADHD is not a real like disease, which honestly, I kind of agree with that. I, th- I think our definition of ADHD is skewed. I-, I can obviously, you meet some people where you're like, wow, you cannot fucking function. Mm-hmm. And that's who that drug was I- for. I think it's definitely like a small percentage of people who have ADHD or ADD. And that's the whole thing. There's two of them. There's ADD and then there's ADHD. ADHD. Yeah. And that there's like, that's, it's tough to, uh, to narrow down those things. And that's why doctors ended up over prescribing is because they were finding themselves throwing their hands up too. Cause you, the thing is once Ritalin came out, you had Ritalin and Adderall. Those were the two big ones. Um, I know now there's like Ativan and shit, but you had these kids that were, that some kids needed it, right? So you mm-hmm. have a, a kid who literally cannot fucking focus. He gets put on this. He's doing better. And then that mom's bragging to the other moms about how easy he is. Mm-hmm. And those moms are like, well, my six-year-old's tough. Maybe he's got ADD. And then you go into the doctor who is hugely incentivized to give you that drug mm-hmm. and tell him, hey, my kid is just loud. And he's like, no, that's fucking ADHD. Yeah. And he's like, look at this pamphlet. And it's One like, of the questions they asked me was, what does your room look like? Oh. It's messy. Oh, you got ADD. Yeah, no. You got a bad. <laughs> yeah. Like they would, you know, they would ask kids like, how many cartoons can you watch in a row? And if they're like five, they're like, oh yeah, you need drugs. <laughs> it's, it was every kid I knew had it. And that then, sucks. and then it was just pouring through the schools, like kids with backies of hundreds of pills. No, like they'll just pull this shit out of their backpack and throw it out like candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was popping Ritalin and Adderall all through high school because everyone had it. And for me, I didn't have ADHD. So I was just getting high. And there was like maybe two kids I knew who maybe needed that shit. The rest of us were all just... I mean, they just created an epidemic. And I know 10 to 15 people in my old hometown who are all just meth heads now. Well, I think that like, because I started on like a non-stimulant ADHD medication Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like, like addictive like that, but it was originally made for um, depression. So like it was like when they were creating the drug, it was like meant to treat depression. Yeah. So my psychiatrist actually prescribed it because he was like, oh, well, you have ADHD too. So why don't we just try this drug and see if it helps in general, which is weird because I actually think that it did help in a way like with my depression, like it helped bring me out. But at the same time, if you're not careful, it'll make you focus on your depression, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's a devil's handshake of these drugs. You just, there's no real right answer, you know, but I just saw you. Can we like set this up? Actually, I feel like it'd be better if I don't feel like I'm like laying down like in a coffin. Oh my God. (laughs) That's so bleak. No, I'm, I'm like thinking because like when you're lying down, you can't do shit. Yeah, you're vulnerable. No, yeah, but when you're sitting up, you're like, okay. That's why I get tattooed with like boxing gloves on. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna make me feel vulnerable. Wait, seriously? Yeah, I honestly do. No, I didn't fucking do that. Okay, well, bro. I'm the you opposite. You said it so like matter of fact. I was like, okay, well, it is. It I understand is. why you quit your last <laughs> That would have been embarrassing. It's tough to pin down when I'm serious or not. I sympathize with those around me. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, the ADHD thing, it was, it was interesting growing up in that because obviously I've never been a teenager before. So it wasn't until hindsight that I realized that we were literally having drugs peddled to us. You know, for me, I was like, oh, wow, everybody's doing the same thing. Maybe that's normal. I don't know. And then when I hit about like 25 and I started doing research for trading purposes, I was looking into pharmaceutical companies. You want to look into like where they put their R and D because that's where their next big project's going to come out. And then I started seeing how much they spend on r&d versus what they claim they do and you started noticing oh that's oh. why the drugs are so expensive they're just bullshitting their their r&d that should be illegal oh <laughs> is that, it illegal that's cute <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like not even relevant when you're talking about yeah, these worlds it's not it's no. you're right but then i so i noticed that i when i was looking back on what they were doing with 
at the time it was uh, Ritalin. That was like the first one that came out. That's when I noticed the creative marketing to get that into as many hands as possible for profit purposes. And I realized, holy shit, my entire generation just got targeted for drug use. And now with meth being as big as it is, they're directly responsible. Well, like it, ch- it changes like the way you think and it changes your behavior. So it's a pretty fucking powerful drug. So yeah, you're kind of controlling people. If you think about it, it's hard to come off that. St- I mean, you're not going to effectively, like if you change your brain chemistry, you're, dependent. you're at the whim of that company. Yeah. You're dependent. Yeah. And that's, that's, I can't get off Adderall. I'm trying so hard. I can't get off of it. You seem really like well-functioning though. I have mm-hmm. another client that's, I actually have a few that they do Ativan, I think it's called. Ativan, Vivance. Vivance, thank you. Vivance, that's what it yeah. is. Ativan's probably some old person drug. I don't know. <laughs> it all gets mixed up in my head. But they, they're not doing too well. Like they. Vivance was bad. I yeah. actually, I was able to get off of that one. Reason being is because it actually gave me physical pain. It, oh, wow. it was to the point where like I actually every time I took it I was in pain. Yeah. And even taking ibuprofen, Motrin, like. That that like sh- that sharp contracting pain. It was almost like neuropathy, actually. Yeah, that's bizarre. No, yeah, it sucked. It's certainly psychosomatic, but it's still awful to. I don't know. To it could with. have been like because you know, like fibromyalgia, like they think it's like, like a psychological kind of thing. Yeah, it, it could have been something like that. But I literally, I, I would dread taking it because it hurt so bad. It's kind of scary. No idea. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we begin again. All right. I can only draw scales for so long. You know? Okay. Is it better over here? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to work around here for a little bit. That's good. And then, okay. Yeah. Just, we're just, we'll do this just slow and gentle because otherwise I'm going to ruin this conversation. Okay. Normally, though, I would fucking hammer on you. You're lucky. This Have one. you been doing that this whole time? <laughs> yeah. When the mic's Wait not in your face, I am not gentle. <laughs> Got to get that shit done, you know? Yeah, when you're so charging you, hourly, you can't just no, be. Yeah. So if you come and get a tattoo. You ask you for the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you better ask for that mic, baby. I will literally ruin your day. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> No, I gotta. If I'm gonna record all this stuff, I gotta make it at least usable. Nobody, well, mm. I say nobody wants to hear somebody just crying into the mic, but there's definitely people. There's out there. definitely weirdos out there. Yeah. yeah, I might get more listens. I'll just slide myself into that. Honestly, whatever that is. I don't know. I'll end up in that know. weird algorithmic part of YouTube. <laughs> people are like, "Have you heard sessions? It's just people crying," and I'm fucking love it. There is like whole. That's so crazy how much like the media company company like knows about people they know they They, know exactly who's who yeah they yeah they know your quirks better than anyone i that's why when people are like i need to go to a therapist i'm like no check in first with spotify instagram (laughs) and facebook yeah can you do that i wish get get your algorithm and then take it to your therapist because they know you better than anyone oh my god if if they like if corruption wasn't at that weird like um tongue-in-cheek kind of not quite in the open not quite secret stage that it's at and we could just be blatantly corrupt in our companies, then they would they would start diagnosing and selling you whatever it is you that you need. Because I promise you, their algorithms have a better beat on your mental health than anything. Hmm. But they can't because they'd have to admit first off that they're profiling Jeez. you in that regard. But I bet you they could probably <gasps> stop suicides. Like they they, they probably yeah they probably have people that they could send help to you before you even know you're at that stage yet. That's how that's how deep down that algorithmic well goes i get depression ads all the fucking time fuck oh no <laughs> do you get this too i don't know i do damn not. it yeah i know i get like postpartum depression like like no and oh, what's funny is it's not even like ads for a drug it's like hey we're doing an experiment do you want to be a part of it 
Oh, that's how you know you're really fucked up. No, I know. When they're like, we don't know what you got, but we're going to try oh, and get I to the bottom I love that. Of it. I try to throw off the algorithms all the fucking time. Oh, yeah? I literally purposely try to fucking throw them off. I don't know how. They're always Dude, ahead of me. They're, they're so ahead of me. Just start liking everything. Really? Everything. Just anything that comes across? Well, how are they going to know which one you actually like? So I, I will like it random just to engage with people on my, my Instagram. Okay, yeah. But it's like the algorithm always figures me out because it just ends up giving me cars and boobs. I can like pumpkins and they're like, we know what you're actually liking. <laughs> we know why yeah. you're doing this. <laughs> and Yeah. It's like, it, I'll, I'll like a picture of a hawk and it's like, okay, here's a challenger. And I'm like, how do y'all know? It doesn't matter what I click. They figure it out. Know. They know you. It's you, probably like I'm fucking crazy. And you they're can't just like, them. yeah, you, they're you like, just, uh, this bitch, honestly, we're good. We're going to just let her do her they're thing. They're like, advertise well, her glow sticks and shoes. Too, is I also deleted like and deactivated my account several times. And every time they're like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? <laughs> but if you just like, don't give an answer and you just do it randomly, like, I mean, how are they going to know? You're in a toxic relationship with your Instagram. <laughs> You're just breaking up with them with no excuses. No, exactly. Well, like, it's is Facebook. it me? It's Facebook. Oh, fuck Facebook, though. I actually but Instagram do. or Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah, you can't escape it. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. If they, if they would be more blatant in their corruption, they actually could be more helpful. It's, yeah. it's because they're playing that coy game of like, well, we're not tracking you. Just admit it and then give me the fucking diagnosis I need. Literally. Not, not even just that, but they have like, they actually make it seem like you have control over like them tracking your data. Oh, no. No. Yeah. You flipping that little switch on your settings is not going to mean that they're not tracking you anymore. They're still fucking tracking you. No, like when I'm getting gas and the guy next to me is talking about Nikes and then I get advertised Nike two minutes later, I know what's up subliminal you're listening to my shit mm -hmm. i think oh, we hit the point where do. yeah everyone knows though and that's that's where they want you to be they want you to be at that point of resignation like they know but like yeah we're never gonna admit it it's it's kind of like a a really rapey dude who just he's not <laughs> super aggressive but like he's just constantly moving in a little more every day and eventually you just like give out and, and that's like whatever facebook facebook's raping all of us that's kind of how i because i don't know if I, I think i did like i deleted all my social media for like two years and it's lonely as fuck everyone <laughs> oh, no it don't is do it. it's so fucking lonely like and you know what no i actually recommend doing it because you will you will actually learn a lot more about yourself because not only do the algorithms know who you are but they also change your perception and like they're controlling like your mind to a certain extent i fully agree because i'll catch myself like i i have a very specific way in which i i research things mm -hmm. so if i haven't researched something in that specific way i can't come to a conclusion on it and that, that used to be how i how i was for a long time and then i got social media and i'd find myself confidently talking about a subject that no i i don't know yeah and no like idea. halfway through when they're asking me questions i realize ah oh, shit i just saw that on instagram yeah and yeah. and i'm realizing like that's whatever that person's opinion was i just took, took it. it on yeah. yeah and so i'm trying now i try my best to just be like hey i'm ignorant you know, this no, yeah, I actually don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The truth is, if I'm the, talking about it, I probably exhaustively looked it up. And but if I avoid it, it's because I just saw it on Instagram. I don't want to be that guy. That's why you guys who are listening, read books. Yeah. Seriously, read actual books and not just books by like people you see on Instagram. And <laughs> yeah, stuff, not but, like, biographies actual, of Kanye West. Yeah, no, like actual books, because you even like Google, like it's all filtered, like the information you're looking for. They're telling you what they want you to know. Well, books don't change. So exactly, I, like, you can get like a book from 50 years ago. I, I fucked up, man. I had this idea 10 years ago to start logging search engine results, just a simple screenshot page, right? So a word or a phrase, whatever the, the, the front page was, just take a picture of it, put a date on it, put it away in an archive, and then just do that all the time. 
because I'm convinced now that what you would have searched on a certain topic 10 years ago has been adjusted at this point. It is. Yeah. And it's actually adjusted to you too, because for sure. what my mom searches in her phone is going to be different than what I search. Yeah. And that, so that blows my mind. And I, I kind of, I don't want to like act like I was, you know, seeing that on the horizon. Cause that wasn't the whole reason I was doing it. It was mostly, I was interested in like the way they change just their advertising structure because it used to be that's actual... actually a genius idea well i fucked up because that was 10 years <laughs> ago like, i fucked up yeah and now everybody you can still do it yeah it's gonna change like honestly it sounds bad but it's gonna change like It'll based change off again. like the political situation yeah like it sounds bad but like come on now like i don't think anyone's that unaware of, of what's going on i feel like we are at the point where we all figured it out and now we're in the stage of like well what do we do about it now well everyone's addicted Oh, Even yeah. like every single person, like when I didn't have my social media, they were like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, oh, like I really want to do that. But it, it sounds like an addict saying they want to stop, but they can't. I mean, that's dead on. Like, yeah. like the, the little groups of dudes I knew that all got addicted to certain things. They they had little support groups to stay on it. So if someone got clean, they're like, well, you're brave, dude. We'll see you back here in a week, you know, and they were right. Yeah. Every yeah. time. It's, it's, it's sad. I don't know. I, I don't like admitting I have no control at all over my interaction with social media. But that's not true though. Cause that's like learned helplessness. Like you do have control. Like you just have to like understand that I, you have control. Yeah. I've just built too much of my career into it. So yeah, you, I, you need it. You need it. <laughs> well, I, I, the thing is like, it's easy to say I do, mm-hmm. but there's ways around it. I don't, I can set you could, up, you can literally hire someone to do it for you. Yeah. Or I could set up a basic website and just, throw cards out my window you know like there's ways around it there is but i don't want to because it's work (laughs) i don't know it's it's still work either way it's just a different type of work um i think that you can get more creative when you're doing it online you know what i mean yeah you should do both to be honest i mean i mean i'm i have to do it just in case russia knocks out our internet okay why is everyone talking about that like okay is is there propaganda going around no there's just an actual war I literally okay. If wow, I'm you're here, really just not on the internet. I'm not. I'm not anything. I'm, okay. I'm not. Well, I'll give you what I know, and there's gonna be people. That's not right. Oh, for sure. The so, know-it-alls. The gist yeah. of it, though, Russia back in the day was the USSR. Yeah. They loved it. That but, one I know. I know yeah, that fact. Yeah. They were they were like king tits in the in, in the Europe area. So um, anyone that's part of the uh, the Russian government right now probably looks back very fondly on that time. So mm. they 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 want to return to those days. So they have all these little territories around them that they've been targeting for a while. Mm-hmm. Ukraine's a really big one that shares a massive border with Russia. Okay. I heard about something going down in the Ukraine. That's where the war that. is right now. So okay. I can't believe I'm having to explain this to you. Dude, I, I, I've heard about it. I just, yeah. I try not to listen because at the end of the day, I live in America. I'm going to get what America wants me to know. That's true. I mean, that's okay. So you're, man, that's, you're, you're more on part than you are on point than you realize you are. Cause it is a war of propaganda right now. Uh, it's an information war. It, it is. It's actually so interesting. So I'll try to keep it short. But the, the short of it is that uh, Ukraine has been trying to join NATO. And Russia hates that idea because that puts Ukraine in a position where they can have like American bases right at a Russian border. Yeah. Russia Russia would rather just have an absolute wasteland between them and any NATO nation, which is kind of why they're fine with just, just shitting on Ukraine yeah. right now. They don't care if they destabilize it. They just want land between them. Yeah. Um, and then there's also some oil pipeline resources that they could use, but f- they, they've been denying they were going to invade and then they just flat out invaded just two it. weeks ago. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then it's just turned into your typical war, civilians being killed, war crimes happening. But what's that interesting, it, it's, it's a bitch, 
But what's interesting about it is that the people, there's a lot of uh, soldiers surrendering. And we're realizing that Russia was kind of like the emperor with no clothes. We've always sort of viewed them as like a superpower to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. We're seeing their equipment's pretty run down. They, they're fighting miserably. They're, they're... Is that really what's going on? Or is that like propaganda saying that <laughs> well, like you yeah. shouldn't be afraid of this war because they suck anyways? You're dead on. So what's interesting <laughs> is they have a bunch of people surrendering like tons of soldiers that they just can't feed and they're, they're having supply line issues they can't get gas out to certain uh mm. convoys it, it seems really poorly planned and like russia didn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. there's been leaked plans that they expected this to be over really quickly also could be propaganda yeah um but the general excuse you're getting from these surrendering soldiers is that they were told that they were going into ukraine for um peacekeeping exercises and that they would be welcomed and then when they were in there they were fired upon and then you know returned fire and you get these these this war that broke out but they are all under the impression that they were not in a war which is why you have so many of them surrendering that's where it starts to get psychological because you don't know if this is just a brilliant tactic from the kremlin is this to conspiracy or is yeah it like real because i think it's you could... real but i also think that like nowadays technology runs the world and when you have very powerful people like it's just likely that they probably i mean it power like i feel like it's only natural for people to want that type of power like that's oh just i like, fucking you know want it saying? you know what i'm saying i want it so bad you know what i'm saying yeah i know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's, it's just one of those things like not a lot of people can resist the temptations of, no like, it's what like is that. it absolute power corrupts absolutely it's there was yeah. no point at which any of our government heads were not going to become terrible people no yeah it was literally like built in our government like we knew that i mean that's yeah the entire thing with the ukraine war is if you break it down it's essentially the ego of one man who just wants to like please the ghost of stalin he, the he just, ghost of yeah, stalin <laughs> that's all it is he, he just was he, stalin russia ukraine, ussr ussr yeah, was that he, he was i thought he was i thought he was like you're talking like like cold war era and, no i know and but i don't know why stalin i i always thought he was like on the southern hemisphere i don't know stalin no yeah. he's a. Uh, He's about as Soviet as it gets. Wow, okay, and, I'm and just fucking Putin, dumb. I nah. should have paid attention in a history class. I mean, you're not even paying attention to the world right now. No, well, why should I? Like, like why well, should maybe I? Maybe like, you could you stop know? the war, Brittany. I can't. <laughs> well, if I you're could, not, I'm not going to fucking do it. Not like, even trying. Yeah, I'm not even going to fucking try. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I tried. I tweeted about it. It didn't do anything. So close, though. I could feel it. It was close. <laughs> you said you tweeted about Dude, it. Dude, it was I close, know. though. They like There was a ceasefire for a moment. But they went right back to it. I think that it's I'm, hard. I feel like spiritually is the like best place that you can fight a war. I my so I've become so spiritual that like I kind of I don't want to say I sympathize with you just literally sticking your head in the sand, but there is a happiness to it, and it's so selfish. But the truth is, like I can't do shit about shit. So really, there is something nice about just like dealing well, with your I own mean, problem. Obviously, if something was happening right in front of me, like it'd be different. But yeah. I'm not gonna let what te- like technology is telling me, like control my life no that's fair it's because I, I mean at the end of the day i don't fucking know if it's real or not that's what to keep i mean i've been exhaustively reading about this from every angle and staying wide open as i can mm-hmm. on its face it just looks like russia being russia and they got into a war they really are not having a good time in mm-hmm. and their soldiers are defecting or defecting and don't or they're basically saying we had no clue this was even a war mm-hmm. which potentially that could be the truth but also if i ran the kremlin that would be the first thing i would tell my officers to tell my soldiers if they get captured because it sounds pretty non-committal and it's also going to keep like you know most of my soldiers from being executed right there 
yeah it's, it's a brilliant lie if it is yeah one. well because my ex is going into the reserves and i was like are you nervous and he's like no i'm not nervous like well, that's not gonna now. turn into and well i was asking him because yeah. of like that like there's like the thing with russia and i'm yeah. like you know are you nervous and he's like nah i'm not nervous like that thing's like nothing and i'm like okay so yeah you might, know that's gonna something. change the numbers of people who are gonna like actually sign up for the military at the moment it, it's a self-contained issue mm-hmm. but the more russia pushes and the more that it becomes a little bit criminal um that's that's when it's hard for outside sources to not intervene in some way and the moment you have any one nato related intervene russia is going to go ballistic see i feel like everything like has is planned for years before it actually happens i mean that's my don't even get me started on 9-11 okay actually (laughs) like i don't know that much but there's like that conspiracy bush did 9-11 i don't understand that no one explained that to me uh there oh my god there's a lot of theories there's uh, some of them are just absolutely based in nothing, but th- I'd say the prevailing theory is just that if our government, yeah, if our government was involved in it, it's gonna it, the most realistic way they could be involved is just knowing about it and not having stopped it because there there's oh okay you know, there's yeah, a lot that of, I could believe yeah there's a lot of connections also I mean that was such a huge excuse to invade oh yeah Iraq. to like destroy see i heard a was that you that told me no i think it was an ex-boyfriend it was it was no it was an ex-boyfriend was it wrong it was i don't know if it was wrong or not but it makes sense he said he was saying something about like how the purpose of the war was to like destroy the iranian dollar so that they could buy stock fuck if i know and then like i always these things are always build their economy after they win these things are always multi-purpose yeah so like you always have because the thing is if you have somebody planning a war within the halls of of the white house they definitely are talking to super rich people who are now going to be planning their own things to benefit off this oh yeah so i think the politicians gonna... themselves are the ones that like because think about that if you're a politician with that much power you could like make yourself super rich and like oh dude you know I, what i'm saying i just watched congressmen trade suspicious stocks in the middle of a pandemic where they were in charge of the fiscal policies it's like they are for mm. sure in the know and abusing it to no end like, if you followed their portfolios, like Nancy, uh, whatever the fuck her name is, Plus, super old lady, yeah, follow her por- portfolio and you would have made bank. She made all the right decisions. Real suspicious. So, yeah, no, I, I fully agree. But what what I find interesting about uh, 9-11 is it, it kind of smacks of what's happening right now with, with uh, Russia in that Bush Sr., the Bush prior to Bush mm-hmm. Jr., uh, if you know how Sr. Jr. works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he started a war, um, the Gulf War, mm-hmm. and they're... There was some intelligence that indicated that um, Saddam Hussein had intentions to assassinate him. And I feel like the resurgence of the war in the Middle East, the one that actually had Saddam end up uh, hanged by Bush Jr. and the crew, I feel like that was just little Bush's way of sort of like getting his dad's his dad's respect. Like, I'll finish your war. You know, it's there's hmm. there's so much there's so much like gross little man psychology in war. But I also think that like you're representing a country like i don't know because i didn't know this until like a couple years ago that americans are actually badass like they're supposed to be like the badasses i don't know when i think of russia i'm like oh shit like russians are like scary oh you mean in terms of like Like militaristic power well militaristic power in general but like i'm i'm fascinated by you 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 are so like completely out of touch with stuff i don't know really (laughs) yeah because like if you you grew up i'm assuming mostly in america yeah so we are fed just spoonfuls of propaganda about the the military might of this country and 
so for you to be like, I just found out that we're like a good army is like mind blowing. I, I just can't believe that you're like finding out about this now. Like me growing up, there were three things I knew and it was hot dogs, Hulk Hogan, and America's badass. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and then, you know, as I got older and started learning more, I realized we're, we're, we're a good country. We're all right. <laughs> yeah, we're a good country. I definitely want to live here. I enjoy this country a lot. Yeah. Uh, the freedoms are undeniable, but God damn, we've got some skeletons in our closet. No, I know. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like in politics, though, that we've had our strongest look on either side in the last eight years, like compared to the history of this country? No. Yeah, that's I think that's what bothers me. People are really. That bothers me, too. Yeah. I love this country. People are really polar know. right now. And it's like sucks. you really shouldn't have picked a side because it's all looking really bad. Do you want to know how politics works? So, like, go go to the White House. This, I think this is bothering me is people don't understand politics at all. It's mm-hmm. it's it's far beyond the sides they're picking. They don't understand, like, geopolitics or anything simple. But. You go to White House, you play, let me talk to your manager, and you're going to immediately blow past the White House, like far beyond the president. You're going to end up in like Abu Dhabi in some citadel, and there's going to be like some 600-pound dude in silk robes, <laughs> and he's been a banker for 900 years, and he's got like six Thai women rubbing shark oil on him, and his name's Bunko. Is and this you, a fact? It, 100%. <laughs> and you go to him, and you're like, Bunko, I just want Bunko. equality in my country of America. And then he says like, or whatever and it <laughs> roughly translates to there is no equality there's only bunko and then he snaps and points at a thai woman and she like has to reach under his stomach and pull his penis out like she's yanking oh my a, a garden God. hose out from under a shed and then you have to fillet bunko or your entire country goes into an economic depression that's politics is that is just, that how it works just some rich abu dhabi banker who is pulling honestly, every string like- I don't think you're far off. I'm, I'm not. going to be honest. I'm like, not. I'm going to be dead tomorrow. Be far off. <laughs> I've just killed myself and my family. Literally. Bunko's going to take me out. But that, <laughs> the truth is, that's politics. There's, I'm Bunko. <laughs> I am Bunko. <laughs> but there, like, we argue over things that literally, if you follow the dollar, it leaves the American shore. It goes somewhere else, and you realize really quickly you never had a choice. You're fighting with your neighbor over shit that that Instagram's algorithm got you heated about. Sorry, I'm almost done up here. Okay. We'll move on. There's a, there was a, I don't want to, it's like an analytical group, but I can't remember who it was. And I, I, my brain says Cambridge Analytical, but they're like super terrible Facebook related people. But there was a group that had basically like broken down the, the algorithms on Instagram and TikTok really? and found that it, it was creating archetypes of people. And it, I think they had like 11 people that they could basically group. So like you became this type of person. And it wasn't that like you were targeted, but you were, I mean, you were targeted initially, but you were slowly cultivated as the algorithm changed and fed you different things. You changed and you became this type, but we, it was happening already. And then when COVID hit, you watched it take this extremely polar, uh, change where now these 11 types of people were becoming very clear. And I mean, you could think about them like, so you're one of them, the, the oh, defiant anti-mask person. I, I was the uh, flimsy, wishy-washy, I'll do whatever is comfortable at the time. Yeah. Like, I don't really have a spine kind of person. Yeah. But, the, but they had, I mean, they said it way. I don't have a spine. That's such yeah. a negative way to interpret it, yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so aware of myself. I couldn't care You're less. like, oh. I mean, because that's the truth. Like, I, I, my opinion on COVID was completely changing every day. Because well, yeah. I would just read, like, these, these Well, signs. you wouldn't know. 
No, and I'd read scientific journals and, and realize like, okay, well, you know, it's going down here, it's going up here. There's a reason to be scared in Phoenix, but there's not a reason to be scared here. But for people, it was so absolute that they wouldn't adjust with that. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to adjust to it. It was, yeah. I mean, it's it changed every day. I I appreciate any stance anyone took outside of the like flying your Trump flag off your truck and spinning on people <laughs> with masks. At that point, I fucking like. I, this sounds bad, but I fucking love the people who didn't wear masks because I was like, you're a fucking badass. You don't give a fuck about yeah. So you're a type of person though. Like yeah. it, it was, yeah. it, I, I can't remember. They were so kind about the way they labeled each individual person, They're so kind. but they would, what they did was they connected every type of person, what your general belief was regarding whatever topic it was. COVID was a huge one. Mm-hmm. So there was the, the anti-mask person. There was the rage anti-mask person, which was the one that was willing to fight over it. And then there was the idealistic cooperative one, which would be you which was, I don't want to wear a mask, but I'm not going to be a fucking asshole to people about it. So that was a type. It had a scale of where it moved. So you would be on that scale of anti-mask, but not quite like a rageaholic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and each, what was cool was they connected each of these extremes and who their enemy was on the scale. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting was these were all algorithms that were literally giving you um, content based on where you landed on that scale and what content agreed with whatever that was. So you were just getting these echo chambers. So you were probably seeing a lot of rhetoric about not wearing masks and how it's not effective and how it's like taking your freedoms. Whereas I'm getting a lot of information on mine that was like masks are effective because COVID is carried in droplets and the droplets are large enough to be stopped by the masks. But then I'm also getting stuff that's like, Hey, don't let them push so hard. Like I was getting both sides, yeah. which was obviously super conflicting for me. Yeah. And <laughs> which it should be. Yeah. And then you had the other side, which was like, so pro mask, pro everything that they don't, there's no more research involved. It's just, if there's a societal change, you have to adhere to it. No questions asked, yeah, you know, yeah. but th- it was so interesting to see, all these, all these archetypes and realize motherfucker, like these are and people knew who they were too. Yeah. Like you, you would ask like, what do you think? Yeah. And they already have their like you, answer, you know, that you got polarized. But the thing is the information you got to you was so obvious and absolute that like mm-hmm. the other side didn't make sense to you. You know, the other person you were like, that's just an idiot. But you have, yeah, you just don't realize yeah. that they've been conditioned for like the last three years at a starting point. The algorithm really? chose them and then just slowly conditioned them. So you, you, whatever, whatever you were into prior to COVID, you were targeted. And so you got information that led you to believe a certain thing. And then you just became even more of that archetype. And then same with me, I got targeted. I, I landed in a spineless archetype where they were just like, if they gave it to me, I'd be like, well, yeah, that's my opinion today. And, you know, I adjusted too much where I'm fucking going crazy over it. That honest, that's how you confuse the fuck out of the algorithm. So it's like, you just... Just do whatever. You be a random chaos know. agent. No, literally. But it's but, and then you get classified as that's just fucking crazy. Yeah, now you're yeah. a chaos agent. <laughs> I'm tr- I promise you, there's no original person that these algorithms haven't already figured out and are feeding into. But what they're doing is like, I don't think it's intentional, but algorithms are meant to give you content you enjoy. That's it. That's the end. The point is, they want you to engage with the app. Yeah. So what happens when they do that is they figure out who you are, give you content you enjoy, and then they just created an echo chamber. And when you get an echo chamber, you get red and blue trying to kill each other in the streets. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, we're literally all uninformed. You're uninformed. Yeah. I'm yeah. uninformed. I don't want to fight over it because I know I'm uninformed, but mm-hmm. I know people who, like, they're not used to being wrong at all. And yeah. so the moment that they're uninformed, they're aggressively uninformed. I mean, I've probably said, st- I'm it's trying playing, to be... No, I totally get it. It's what it is, is it's playing on people's egos. Yes, it, dead on. So right. I'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic, but I assure you, I've already pissed off like five people. Yeah. 
it, but that's how polarized people are. It's like, oh, if yeah. you even hint that you're going a certain direction, they're like, dude, I'm going to slash your fucking tires. No, yeah. And it's not, that's not politics. It's, it's, it's just, not. It's just, what? It's, it's what that, Bunko wants. I want to know. That, that's, it's Bunko. <laughs> I want to know, like, what, why do people fucking care about what other people do so fucking much? Because to, truthfully, we're, we're a giant pulsing symbiotic organism. Like if you look at us, I'm serious. Look at us on a we macro are, scale. We are gumbo. We're, we are, we are bunko. Bunko. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at us on a macro scale though, we are, we're ants in a giant colony. And the truth is we do have to care. I have to care what you're doing because what you do has a massive effect on me and you have to care what I'm doing. And, and we try to check and regulate each other until we are all in an agreement on what we're doing as humans. I, I think any tier one civilization, if they're out there, like, like aliens that can actually travel intergalactically. Oh, absolutely. They've come to an agreement culturally. And I know people think that's the death of like diversity. It doesn't have to be. But the truth is we're fighting to regulate each other because I need to land on the same page as you eventually if we're going to make it. And that's, we don't realize that's why we're fighting, but we're just a giant anthill trying to get on the same fucking page. And it takes time Mm. and it's violent. And there will be bodies left that didn't get on the same page, but eventually we're all going to figure out where we agree. It might be after a nuclear war, but like, we'll be in agreement. I promise you. That sucks. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I do. I honestly, I think it's beautiful. We, we're literally I going to claw sucks. and fight until we're all on the same page and love each other. I don't know. It's just. It's like siblings. They fucking hate each other. And then as adults, they're like their own support blocks. Yeah, but I, I was an only child. So, oh, like... so you don't know what I'm talking about. No, not so at all. So you're going to get left behind. You're not on the same page as me. Exactly. But I'm going <laughs> to get left behind, but I'm going to be happy. It's. It scares people to fight with other people, but I'm I'm telling you that like there's, this By is the way, this is. Are nature. we able to renum it? Yeah, you want to do that? Yes. Okay, okay. I don't give a shit. Thank God. I'm all about the. Because I'm like I'm like it's starting to kind of wear. So I'm like shit. Well, I got the top done. Yay. So I'm just working my way down. It'll be fun. Here we go. Okay. It's still better than what it was. Okay. Good. All right. Because man. Thank God. When that shit num- like wears off, I'm like oh. What? what were we talking about? The, the fracturing of the United States as a whole? Was that it? I can't remember. Okay. I feel, I feel, we're going to go through another civil war for sure. Oh, man. Which side am I going to be on? Who even knows? The side that wins, baby. <laughs> we should be the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what, what frustrates me about that whole statement? Is that if you were to get an honest poll of most, most Americans, mm-hmm. they want it yeah you know that you feel that you just feel that there's some there's some like chip on the shoulder of the average american and they want it so bad it's weird it is like you've i'm wondering how many civil wars actually happened with people not wanting to fight because it definitely if you told me that in 30 years we would literally be firing at each other from like across the mississippi i'd be like yeah i could see that coming it's it just feels like people want it want they're just looking for a flimsy excuse but they got there's an axe to grind Maybe it, maybe it's like a financial strain people are tired of, but I don't know. There's definitely something boiling under the surface that's just going to crack eventually. I don't know if the algorithms let us. I think they want us to. I blame them. I, I blame everything. On I them. don't think. I think they want us not quite at civil war because uh, if we do that, we're vulnerable to other countries. Also, we're not digesting content in mass yeah. if we're you know shooting at each other from trenches. Yeah, but I, I do think that. Uh, they want to keep us divided for sure. I think if we get dragged into this Russian thing, that we'll calm down. I you think know I th- we will. It'll unify us again. We will. Because we were coming off of the heels. Actually, That's you know another what? conspiracy theory, though, because like 
Oh yeah. What f- better way to unite a country than Bo- war? Yeah, boogeyman theory. Hell yeah. There, there's like entire papers written on the fact that the United States operates on the boogeyman theory. We don't do well as a country without a clear defined enemy, which we have not really had. And, well, I think that's in general, like uh, even teams and stuff, like if yeah. they collectively hate the fucking coach, you pick, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is true. Yeah, you pick your enemy. But yeah. like we, we had a really clear defined enemy post 9-11 and we were awesome as a country. Mm-hmm. And that sort of faded over time. And then this whole like Biden Trump thing, we've not had a clear enemy. So we are, are our enemy. Well, I'm hoping the enemy turns into the government just straight up. Like the oh, people. everybody wishes that, but that's the thing. They don't want that. No, of they'll, course always, not. they'll always, yeah, the thing is like, what's interesting about this Russia thing is our strongest, what, what I was talking about in the nineties where like we were a cultural icon across the, the world mm-hmm. and we were really pro-American we were coming off the heels of the Cold War, which is where we had a really defined enemy, and it was Russia, and we were constantly under nuclear threat. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with 2.0. 2.0 Cold War? Yeah, if we can come back as a country like we were before, that would be great. Because uh, growing up, this country fucking rocked. Yeah. We could do I, it again. I will, I will say. Bring Hulk Hogan out. Boil <laughs> the hot dogs. Let's fucking do this thing. Boil the hot dogs? Yeah, 90s 2.0. fucking nasty. Man. That's why you and I are going to be at Civil War again. <laughs> it's going to be the hot dogs. It's going to be the hot dogs. Hot dogs versus no hot dogs. Hamburgers. <laughs> hamburgers. Hot dogs versus hamburgers. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, less petty than some of the other shit we've been fighting over. Like whether we yeah. like science or not. That, that's a dumb one. We probably shouldn't fight over that. If Let's, we like science? Yeah, just in general, like the science hate we've had for the last like 30 years. Well, it's because it's, I, I don't know. Maybe we're on opposite ends on the science thing. I I don't know if I necessarily trust modern day science delivered in like, well, you might be talking about politics and not even know it because yeah. science is just a tool. It's, it is. It's, it's it a is. approach. That's what COVID was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like to me, science is literally just like, it's like saying I hate hammers. It's, it's a logistical approach to information. Mm-hmm. It, you're, you basically, you're just, but science also changes though. No, no, no. I'm talking about actually like, see, that's the thing is most people don't know what science is. So they, they rally against it. They don't realize they're talking about like just politicized science. I'm just talking about science. Like, yeah. science in general, literally like research, testing like, and, yeah, yeah, testing like information, science, the scientific process. Yeah. yeah. Like who hates that? But yeah. that's the kind of stuff that we've been fighting for like 30 years. It's just even the approach to information where you just study mm-hmm. it, test it. And then the conclusion you come to is based off the outcome of the test and mm-hmm. not some bias you had going into it. Yeah. That's science. It's simple yeah. as that. So, but you bring that up to some people and they're like, they, they confuse like the outcome of some science projects and the way it was delivered to you, the yeah. political spin. Like that's yeah. not science. That's just politics. Absolutely. People hate politics across the board. I actually, politicians I like hate science. politics. I love science. No shit. How do you hate science? It's like saying it's I hate hammers. It's interesting as shit. Like it's yes. so interesting. It's the, it's a just, it's literally a methodical approach to something. If, if yeah. you have something you don't understand, you can adopt the scientific approach, mm-hmm. come to a conclusion. So if you're like, I hate science, that's literally like, you you hate truth yeah it, it, it's, yeah science is weird because it exists in this realm where you can't compare to things it's it's a logistical approach like a way of thinking it's like a mathematical approach to things uh, yeah it's because you have to measure like yeah mean, things have to be measurable yeah. and the outcome is the outcome mm-hmm. if it's repeatable measurable like you don't get to have an opinion on it yeah so it's like math the yeah. answer is the answer but unfortunately science in and of itself is really pissing people off it's like controversial yeah they're like i don't want to test that shit or study it why can't i just come to a conclusion on my own and go with that and you're like Mm. well because it's dangerous yeah i see that like but i I really i don't get out shit like i really didn't think it was that big of an issue what the anti-science thing yeah i was like there are entire groups of flat earthers who are like they will approach something with the scientific approach 
find out the information, which usually is coming to the conclusion that the world is round, and they'll be like, I don't like that outcome. Let's the, do it again. They hate yeah. science. And then they make up their own approach and call it science, yeah. but it's not. It's it's creative learning. You know, like Kaylee, my cousin? Flat Earther? No, my her boyfriend. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid this is going to sound like I don't like Flat Earthers. I love Flat Earthers the same way I love Jersey Shore and all those other really terrible offshoots of humanity <laughs> but that, I, I agree yeah i agree but the the covid thing brought out a lot of what people thought was science denial but the truth is you weren't being given any science at all like there i mean there obviously there was tons of science going on like with the, there was numbers you were being thrown numbers yeah but, but it was so politically like behind the scenes you had people studying mrna which that shit's been studied for like the last 40 years um that's a fast 40 years Oh, yeah. mRNA. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. thought you meant like the vaccine, like the type of... Not this one, I, but I'm talking about the approach that they used to come to that vaccine. Yeah. That's old science, but people people were like, that's new shit that just got invented recently, yeah. and they got up, worked up about it, but like, no, it's not. Yeah, you're but wrong. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the spin on the information became political. Well, wait, did you get your COVID vaccine? Yeah, oh God, yeah. Oh, I'll you did? Oh, dude, you could stick me full of shit. You know the stuff I did in high school? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're like, it could be worse than this shit I've already stuck Dude, with. Dude, for real. Like, it, it, so mRNA has been fascinating to me for a while. Yeah. And so for me, it wasn't new. I think that's the difference. I understand for people that it was like a new thing they've never heard of. They mm -hmm. thought it was literally invented and rushed out. And to them, that's frightening. To me, that's frightening. If you if you have like a, a new approach to any medicine that you've literally given six months to. And then you mandate to, it. Yeah, well, the mandate stuff is definitely tenuous. I get that. Yeah. That's, that's a dubious approach to anything. Yeah. And it's like. I'm hard to argue with with the vaccine stuff because I'm pro-vaccine mm -hmm. because, I, like I said, it, that shit's fascinating. I like the science behind it. Yeah. But I'm anti-vaccine politics. I didn't appreciate the fact that people were forced to get it. I didn't That's appreciate it. That's the only it. reason I don't want the vaccine. Yeah. But that, Literally. I, I, you just, just stand in your ground against that up. bullshit. Well, I, I think that You're that's not important. alone on that I, I just think it's super important. Yeah, you're not alone there, though. I actually, like I said, I'm tough to argue with because people want to argue with me because I have a stance, which is yeah. pro-vaccine. I got vaccinated, yeah. but I'm not going to argue because most people don't know how to put into words why they're angry. Yeah. So they come off as anti-vaccine. But if you sit them down and show them 40 years of research, like they're going to be confused at first, but eventually they're going to get it. And then they're mm -hmm. going to go, okay, I see that, you know, there's low damage. There's low But they risk. have to want to get it. No shit. And I think that's, that's the problem. That's, yeah. But, I, but that's the thing is I appreciate that they don't want to sit down and learn all that stuff. And they're just mad that somebody told them you have to get this shit that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. I get that. I, at no point am I arguing that. I literally don't care if someone doesn't get vaccinated. I know that that yeah. bends a lot of people out of shape. Mm -hmm. I got mine. I don't give a fuck if you got yours. Yeah. I've got like the frat boy approach to sex on that. I got mine. <laughs> Who, I'm not worried about you. So yeah, I got, I got poked three fucking times. I went and got a booster. I'll get another. I don't yeah. give a shit. I'll get them all. <laughs> I'll get it for fun, yeah. man. <laughs> but I, this, but it's because the, the science fascinates me. Mm -hmm. It's been, but it, like I said, the wheels were turning on the mRNA thing long before COVID. And for people, it was the first time they'd ever heard it. They thought it was literally something they made up for COVID, rushed it out. It's frightening. That's I mean, a scary it was thing. a rushed vaccine. The, yeah, the end product yeah. was rushed, but the science behind it was not. But yeah, the actual product, for sure. They, what did they like? I think they, they secretly like, took off one of the vaccines off. Like They just kind of secretly took it off the shelf. Yeah, they just like... I don't even know which one. Was it Johnson and Johnson? <laughs> Johnson and Johnson they, they was... They just took it off. And they did no news about it. They just took it off. <laughs> I, so I got Johnson and Johnson before they found out that it was doing blood clots and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, cool. I'm just, I guess I'm just waiting to die on that one. And then <laughs> when they were doing boosters, they had these stipulations for boosters, which are essentially, are you immunocompromised? Are you old, frail? 
And then away at the bottom, it's like, are you an idiot who got Johnson and Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like reluctantly checking that box <laughs> and then, you know, eventually got the good one. But I didn't have any side effects. I knew, I mean, to be honest, I knew I wasn't going to. You know what sucks about your, your health in general is I know people would love for there to be a reference point, like some sort of authority that can tell you like, yes, this is for you. No, this isn't for you. But like, it's a fucking shot in the dark. Genetics. Every, I mean, yeah, yeah, everyone's so different. Uh, I know it comes down to statistics and nobody likes to hear that because statistics don't always favor you. I don't know. I gamble a lot and I do day trading. So I have to just lean into statistics and hope that I come out on the better end of it. Yeah. So that's really what yeah. all this was for me. I just knew, I knew what the. I've also had COVID too. And Fuck, I, I like, got it too, dude. I was like, I could get it. I was like, I could do that again. Well, it st sucks, statistically, you could. Yeah. You're literally in the most unrisked part of society mm -hmm. i mean you were you're healthy you're young you're i did get pneumonia from it, i will say yeah but well that's because covid fucking sucks and it's not to be trifled it with i mean that's it undeniable but it, i was okay that's a, luckily and see so. that like the the vaccine argument it's fine i think that's an argument yeah. that's totally fine to be had yeah. you're being forced to get a shot you don't understand it it's also you literally have to get a doctorate to follow all the way back to where you will understand it so it's a lot to ask of people mm -hmm. but the covid denial that would like the people who are literally like it doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. It's a hoax. That's the that's the most head in the sand shit I've ever seen. But people people do that about the Holocaust for too. sure. Like, I mean, people, people are do just, about anything. People when things are this big, and it's like hard to like grasp. They're just when like, it's scary. Oh, they just deny it. Yeah, dude, I wish I could do that though. I do are you too. kidding? Me? Like my mom dies, and I'm just like, that's actually not true. That never happened. And they're like, you saw her body. I'm like, I saw a body. <laughs> that wasn't even a real one. That was a shitty wig, if you ask me. <laughs> Yeah, like that would be great to live that way where you just literally deny shit yeah. is occurring. If it's scary, it's just not happening. I don't know. I kind of do that now. Do you? you just, I, I don't deny it. You try to it. do it with the I don't catfish, deny dude. it. It's more like I accept it and I'm like, damn. Yeah. I just move on with my life. I, I, that's, I think last time you were here, we were talking about like meditation. Yeah. And that meditation helped me just learn acceptance, which like I don't think people realize. To like process it. Yeah, yeah. And just fucking accept it. Yeah. Like that's hard. I, I, I realized I had like a lot of brilliant mechanisms built up around accepting things to where like I wouldn't. So you could give me information. My first approach would be skepticism mm. and then I would research all around it. But the thing is when you research, Sorry, my stomach might be like, brown. I didn't hear it on the mic. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm oh, not going to edit it out. Fuck. That's your fucking problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I would, I would find ways to sort of talk my way out of it being, not not necessarily real, like, you know, full denial, but, like, minimize it, I guess. That would be my goal. So if something terrible happened, I would find creative uh, ways to kind of minimize its impact on my life, perhaps even deny that I care at all. And okay, yeah. I didn't think that was a problem until you're faced with something large that you do have to stomach. And then you realize, like, oh, shit, I don't have the coping skills for this at all. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's, I will credit meditation for helping me learn just blind acceptance, like, it literally, the moment it happens, something terrible happens within an hour, I can sit down and be like, that fucking happened. Like, just accept that shit, dude. Life is different. Like, here we go. And it's so much easier to deal with. It sucks because it hurts and you cry and you fight. But, man, acceptance is really an easier pathway. You think it's harder, but it's way easier. Well, you have to. You have to. Yeah, you have to. That's, that's, where, that's where, like, PTSD comes from. Like, is you don't accept it and you get stuck in this cycle. Yeah, and I can see that for sure. You know sure. what I mean? Um, like the way my like therapist described it is like, Oh, like, you know, like a storyline, like you, 
climb the mountain and then you get to the climax and then you're supposed to have a resolution. Yeah. And you don't ever get to that point because you don't ever want to experience the hard part. So you just don't accept it. You deny it. Yeah. Oh, man, I get that. That was totally me in my early 20s with just anything. <laughs> like everything. <laughs> anything, dude. It just, I was creative for sure. And just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to accept shit. Yeah. art brings like emotions and um i think when you are on technology for too long sometimes you're being told what to feel and not just letting yourself feel oh consumption versus creation yeah yeah i i don't i feel like i might have talked to you about that but like you can you can consume too much Mm -hmm. you can become obese of mind like literally you can consume too much food and creation is the opposite of that where you're actually letting out yeah and yeah, you consume too much, you're fucked. Yeah. Like a consumption with no creation is the recipe for depression. Oh, well, that fucking makes sense. Yeah, stop, stop <laughs> consuming. <laughs> Literally. Create. Literally. You know, that's, I know that's a myopic small take on no, depression. No, but it's, and it's actually like, I, I, I 100% understand. I just, I've always found that when I'm consuming too much and not creating enough, that's Sure enough, give, give me a few months of that and I slowly slip into a darkened state that I have to create my way out of. Hmm. That's so weird because I think I naturally do that, but I don't realize I do that because when I go out with my friends, like we'll go, oh dude, I went to a pottery class and I made a fucking pipe. Oh, fuck yes, dude. I pottery? I made a pipe, bro. It's actually a dagger. It's really cool looking and it's not done. They, they need to call me so I can paint it, but like it's a dagger and it's a fucking pipe. And I'm like, I fucking made that shit. Feel good, right? I know. You made something. You, you called something from the ether, from the nothingness. <laughs> like that shit is so, for anyone who doesn't create, it's hard to describe what that feels like, but you literally look at where something is not and think like this cannot be. Maybe that's how algorithms work. They, they give you, they like intercept your mind at that point where like, you're supposed to draw from nothingness, but instead they give you what you <laughs> right want. Right at the precipice of creativity. They're like, here's a well, consumption thing. I mean, thing. I feel like that's something that could be like, if you know how your psyche works, you would know when someone's like ready to be creative. Yeah. You know, to be in, in a, like, I mean, you, you kind of fucked me up with that. <laughs> Cause if you think about it, when it, when I'm over consuming social media, mm-hmm. I'm becoming inspired. I'm seeing things people have created and I'm becoming inspired. And right at the edge of, inspiration turning to action i consume again mm-hmm. and i never get out of that loop i'm like oh shit that's cool i need to make something like that and i scroll and mm-hmm. then i forget and like yeah literally right at the edge where i would go and do something i'm called away and i'm i'm just in this consumption loop oh well maybe i have a method to my i don't know what the fuck i'm talking you about. could free us maybe i am the one person i never know what i'm talking about i literally don't know what the fuck i'm talking about i go back either. to these podcasts and i'm like what the fuck am i on about literally and then i let everyone hear it. (laughs) There's a, there's a certain sense of like crawling up on the cross with this where, uh, you know, when I'm editing and listening to it, I'm like, ah, shit. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want people to hear me say that. But then I realize like, who the fuck am I? Who cares? Exactly. That's that thing. That's what saves me is like, actually nobody fucking knows me because I don't have like that much like social media. Nobody gives a shit. I'm not going to go viral or nothing. Like I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure outside of my children, there's like maybe three people who think about me at all in a day, (laughs) you know, like that for me to get all bent out of shape about what I put on a podcast. Nobody gives a shit. That is actually a really good point. Yeah. That nobody cares. I think I recognize my own importance and it really helps take some of the stress off. But I think it's also like super important 
to be yourself. It, I mean, when you, strangely, when you realize you're unimportant, you can be yourself. Exactly. Because I, I think if I was worried about what other people thought, I would, I would be some weird amalgamation of insecurities and filters that is, probably be like an instagram like star or like a oh youtuber God. yeah i'd shake my ass on tiktok no and... literally it's who you, i don't know it, it's almost like they have to be who they think other people want them to mm-hmm. be other than who they are i mean i think that when i when i see influencers my first thought is well that's not a real person mm, like grant you know they're like they're warm and smell like a person but what's funny is that God, the that people, sounds like a serial but killer. what's funny is that the people who are themselves tend to like excel very easily yeah i'm fascinated by people who are unapologetically themselves this is kind of stupid but like doja cat i don't really know that much about doja cat but i know that like she's really popular because she's just herself she's just goofy she's just doing shit you know what i mean? I know nothing about her but fucking good for her (laughs) but like those are the people that like capture like attention i think is the people who are are themselves and i don't know i think uh, it's interesting uh, yeah artistically i've always I'm most enamored with artists that are just strange and unapologetically them. So, but the thing is you, we live in a world where you can be famous on both angles for sure. Cause there are people who just want to follow fake robot husk people who like take photos of their food. Yeah. And yeah. they literally go stay in fancy <laughs> hotels for three hours just to take photos in the lobby Aww. like that. You know, that shit's sad, but, but they've got tons of followers cause other people don't like themselves and they see that and they're like oh shit i can be a nobody robot too damn i never thought about it that way it's very negative like like ideology but i mean it just is what it is it i do think it is what it is though yeah i mean i don't love it's it. negative because it's like damn like you're you're just like trying to be someone like you know what i mean yeah like, you just at don't the same be time it, it is what it is there's industries built on the back of people not wanting to be themselves it's just you can't deny that at this point how miserable would would that not be hell i don't i mean isn't that hell for sure. I, I've never been at that point where I just didn't want to be me, but I've certainly been at points where I'm not completely satisfied with who I am, but I didn't want to like change it entirely. But I also I'm talking from such a place of privilege. Like I don't have a handicap. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like carrying a hump on my back or a speech. Okay. Well, I had a speech impediment, but that's gone. But yeah, <laughs> you know, but that like, I don't, I don't deal with that stuff. So it's really easy for me to say, I don't mind being me. Like that's, yeah, I've never really been, handed that tough of a card so you know what's strange is i find that like the more creative like people are like the more they're okay with themselves and i really like that yeah it i think if you're really creative you're coming from an honest place internally like if you're making good art Mm -hmm. you're being honest to yourself Mm -hmm. the best art comes from people just making figure out how to express themselves through their art stuff that even they don't want to express but it's in there it's got to come out yeah you know like I, i say shit sometimes that i'm like I don't want to say that, but it's, it's in there for better or worse. <laughs> the only way I'm going to address it is just talking about it. You know? Sometimes it has to be said. It's got to get it out. Yeah. I mean, people even get... the heart, like this is like such a Scorpio thing, but even the hard shit to say, I feel like needs to be talked about because when you have like the Scorpios and I know you're like kind of iffy about the like astrology, but like when you have the Scorpios, I'm not, that... I'm not iffy. I'm ignorant. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I just, you know, it's not, I've never, never researched it. Oh, I thought you just like didn't really like believe in it, but you oh, also no. kind of like willful ignorance. Yeah. Oh, oh, and yeah, no, like the reservation on whether it's real or not just comes from me being ignorant. Yeah, because I, I like I said, I, I well, I didn't say it. I told you last time, but I reserve disbelief for like very few things. Very few things will I just cast out right as not being true. Yeah, with astrology, it's just pure ignorance. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sure maybe maybe there's... astrology was created by like the algorithms, like modern day astrology. That's it's the same thing. 
But that, like, it legitimately is. Astrology is just old school ways of archetyping people, mm-hmm. of being like, hey, you're this type of person. And algorithms just tweaked that. Well, so like can... the old, old school astrology is you actually look at the stars and where they're positioned because there's like a line path of like where your sun is, like okay. the moon. Um, but that's not really how modern day like astrology goes anymore. No, I'm pretty sure now it's just like a 10 second clip on YouTube that tells you what your work day is going to look like. <laughs> well, it, you also have like people who are like psychics in it. And I mean, I don't know how much I believe in that. Um, Still the same thing. I, I, I do believe I'm in psychics. Yeah. I do believe in psychics. Uh, my friend threw a Halloween party and even like that psychic, which I, you would assume like, okay, it's a Halloween party. They're probably not real, but no, she read me like a book. I think that like people can be super, like, like super, super empaths and they just read people like, you know what I mean? So, Man, I'm going to go down a, a, a well here that is going to, I'm going to come out the other end going, well, that didn't make sense to me. So I don't know why I did that, but I, I had this long, um, my kids are here. So <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was a psychedelic experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in it, I had this strange notion that, uh, half of the way we think is just built upon our perception of time. You know, it moves from one end to the other. Yeah, your face. No, holy shit. I literally, no, holy shit. Yeah. So I kept thinking like the perception of time would really affect our opinion on things like psychic readings, things like that. If if there's somebody whose perception of time doesn't quite flow as perfectly linear, then things that have already occurred to them would be like memories. This is so weird. I was thinking about this on the way here. No shit. No shit. You're psychic. (laughs) <laughs> bro maybe that's what it is it's i think it i think everything kind of comes down to time and the perception of time yeah because so. i was it's funny because i was even writing a paper about this um kind of it was on a play like, it was a post-it note but you. It, it. well it was an essay for like school but like it was over a play called our town okay and i'm like okay well it's kind of like a play on time like you know about how we don't appreciate our time right but the people who are dead and you know they don't have time. So maybe death is the opposite of time. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? like the absolute lack of all time. I mean, yeah. you're talking about, like if you ever read near death experiences, most of their explanation is that time was like irrelevant. They, they literally could not define it. It's, it's what's strange is they make it sound like it's an experiential thing. Cause time to me is conceptual. I can't actually experience time. Like current, like I can't just sit here and be like, Oh, that's time. I feel you that. can't like in the moment, like, yeah. You can reflect on it, but you can't like the passage of time is quite clear, but yeah, yeah, in terms of like the wind, you can't feel time. But Yeah. But the the way some of those near death experiences explain it is almost like you don't realize you can. I you actually can. disagree because I think you can feel time. Because I feel like I've done it. Because there's time well it and I feel like it comes from like mindfulness. I want to feel time. That sounds fucking crazy. But like Okay, I, I say that, but, like, also, I could just be fucking crazy, and I could just be saying that that's what I feel when it's completely something different. I, but, cra- man, crazy is just perception of a different reality that we don't all agree upon. I it agree. doesn't mean you're yeah. unhinged. Maybe a little, but, like... Yeah, <laughs> well, we all are. But, but, like, crazy is such a rude word to cast out. I know. That's the second time someone's told me that this week. <laughs> it's, yeah, because it's it's just, like... No, crazy is a terrible word. It, it's a... There's no effort. It's a dismissive word. Yeah, there's no effort in it. But, but you experience time well, in, in your, you I, like, I don't, to me, it's like, I totally get the passage of it. I get the idea of looking back and being like, oh yeah, that was time. But time no, as like, like, a, like when you feel, it's almost like peace. 
So that's what they describe in these near-death experiences, though, is that like, like currently you and I would be experiencing time at, at a physical level, but we're so used to it. It's like the sky being blue. It's just something you ignore, or the nose on your face. And life gets in the way. Yeah, you're not... Yeah, so I can imagine yeah. in deep meditation or something, maybe you become more aware not even of it. Deep med- you don't even need deep med- meditation to do it. You just have to be like cognitively like aware just of time. Just sitting still. I'm going to go home and just sit still and just focus on time. But... It's but, almost like you, you do the opposite though. Like you, I, I don't know. I feel like if you try to focus on time, it's not, you're not going to feel it. You have to like not focus on time. I'm just going to be sitting there. Does that make red, sense? Red like you're going to brain fucking yourself. Like, oh no, none of this makes sense. This, yeah. is, this is 100% just like gobbledygook. But the, their description of time not being there made them aware what it felt like when time was there. So that always blew my fucking mind that's just interesting yeah the idea that like you die and whatever you become or you know you do feel time because you know like like for example like when things go by really fast and then being aware of like when things go by really fast mm-hmm. like if things are going by and then like being able to like slow it down like control it i have never been able to experience that on a level where i was in control of it but i 100 percent was aware of the dilation of time based on my enjoyment of the yeah. moment which I, based off it, you can, I guess, yeah, you can gauge it through enjoyment. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, that's the only way I've experienced it. I'm sure there's other ways to experience it, but, but like I've noticed as I think everyone does when you're having an amazing time, it time blows by. And then the opposite when you're bored, it's, it's perception. Like your perception of time is changing and different. That's one of the few times that I was just like, fuck you, God. When you, <laughs> you have this dynamic of like, Hey, when things are really good, they're going to haul ass by. And when they're miserable, they're going to take forever. But that's like the beauty of meditation because it's like the opposite of meditation. Meditation is, you know, letting go of all of that. Yeah, just stillness and observation. Yeah. Meditation for me, I I will say when I fall deep into it, time, it's, I can't tell you what time feels like, but I can tell you that I can lose my ability to clock it for sure. In a deep meditation, I definitely lose frame of reference on how much has passed. Mm -hmm. And, And I mean that in like a large sense, not just like, oh, was it five minutes or 10 minutes? I mean, like, was it five minutes or a day? Oh. Like, like it, it okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I could like see I've, that. I've been in a deep enough meditation. I was thinking that, about that the other day too. What the fuck? Dude, it's wild. This is so weird. And then like, I almost, I've had days where like, like that when I used to meditate really hard, like three hours a day and in, in like 19 to 25, I was just hitting the, hitting the hell out of it, studying everything I could, learning what I could. Um, I would have meditations like that where I would definitely get lost in it. And the day would feel like a week. Cause I would wake up to it at 9am, 9 to 12 or whatever. And depending on yeah it's so wild like depending on how deep i fell into it was dependent on how much time i lost track of and so i would come out of a meditation and be like holy shit why is it still light out you know because in my mind it should have been 20 hours at least and it'd been like an hour and then the entire day is the longest day i've ever experienced from that point on but it is there is an argument obviously even physics loves this argument that time is just this absolutely useless illusion but there are a few, if you push on the edges of reality, you know, the fringes of it, whether it's psychedelics, meditation, even psychological breaks, <laughs> whatever it might be, you can, you can dilate and adjust your perception of time enough to definitely feel the moments when it seems like an illusion. You know, it, does, it doesn't feel like a very strong, concrete foundation of reality. This is where I, like, get into, like, Buddhism, because, like, that... I feel like all the monks, like, they're chasing after that, like, no time. That no time high? Yeah. And I'm trying to time out here, dude. I I mean, I'll be honest, the most peaceful I've ever felt is when I have no perception of time. 
Yeah. It's incredibly peaceful. It's hard to describe, but I do feel like if there is some afterlife, that's a feature of it. You know, that, that, uh, that force, whatever, whatever time is, which, you know, just seems to be moved like the measurement of bodies through space, but it does seem to also dilate quite a bit depending on both gravity. And... It changed, but I also think that that's where like that spirituality, like it's, it sounds weird, but it's all tied in with time. Time is such a huge thing. And I don't know, Albert Einstein, like really like, I wish he would have like lived longer. Cause he would have probably figured it out. Where are our geniuses? We are? How come we? No, I said, where are our geniuses? Oh, well, oh like, yeah, no, we are. For like, sure, we're really? not. I, think I we was have, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, we got audio proof that we're idiots. <laughs> no, but like, where's our generation of Einsteins? Well, they, like, they're not going to want us to be Einsteins, bro. Dude, I want, I just hate that, like, it I seems like. Elon Musk is really smart. Yeah, that's true. You know what? Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe we have geniuses. Like, Elon Musk is obviously brilliant. A lot of people are going to have, like, a rage fit and be like, he's not that smart. He's just, you know, whatever. Fuck you. You couldn't do it. No, yeah. But maybe that's just social media has destroyed all of the, like, uh, m- mystery that is around a genius. Because we, unfortunately, get to watch them tweet about Dogecoin. So it kind of takes a bit of the majesty out of it. But I, I feel like if you'd stuck a phone in Einstein's hand... It might he might not have come off as so awesome. I don't think he would have even gotten on. Fuck no, but you know maybe that's what's happening though. Is we have geniuses like that around here, but they're all on the internet showing you the other side of them. Because Einstein is reaping the benefits of rose tinted hindsight in history. Mm-hmm. You know we we definitely are creating a version of him that probably was not one hundred percent true. I'm sure the guy had his own quirks and oh, flaws. Of course, he was autistic. Yeah, he he probably couldn't look people in the eye and, you know, maybe he was a womanizer. I don't fucking know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to create any rumor I want. <laughs> he can't defend himself. Fuck you, Einstein. No, I love Einstein. Oh, dude, that, that never, I'm, not, I'm not even going to get into it. What? I was like... You had a crush on Einstein? No, my, my mom's crazy. She used oh, to yeah. Think that my mom's crazy, too. My mom used to think she, Einstein was giving her, like, dreams. No shit. Yeah. This is her. the angel thing you're talking about, right? She talks to angels and they talk yeah, back? Yeah, but, like, so apparently... She, he gave her a dream of like something called like particle B. Oh shit. Yeah. I want to talk to your mom. <laughs> Get your mom in here. I got to hear about particle oh my B. God. <laughs> <laughs> or like particle beam or some, something very. Particle beams are definitely a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Like something very similar. Yeah. Like I was like, oh shit. What do you think Einstein's just on like the other side of the ether trying to get through to anyone who will answer the phone so that he can just give these messages out and your mom just happened to pick up. And so the next morning he hears her talking about particle B and he's like, it's particle beam. (laughs) (laughs) He's just losing his shit. (laughs) My mom was saying something about like Einstein was working on something before he died. It was like the theory of everything. And that intrigues me the theory of every yeah i mean there's always that uh pursuit of a unified mathematical constant that can can describe everything i mean that's why we have like cern and and uh, collider right now Hmm. trying to find the god particle like everyone hopes that you particle yeah it's it's the particle between particles it holds together everything because they're, they're like the mathematics on uh on the universe right now there seems to be a large nothingness that's actively keeping together the not nothingness yeah uh, like what is the grid work system that everything's plugged into and so a god particle would be them figuring out what that in-between thing would be that's holding all of us together everything together oh don't try but, to figure it out <laughs> oh no well no i i'm a libra i'm actually a double libra like my big three like a, like a black belt libra 
Well, like I'm like a super Libra. <laughs> I don't. So I like I overthinking is like to another level. It's a feature. And then I'm also Scorpio, so. So you're a dick. <laughs> but I'm also like dark and twisty. So that's the like, yeah. That's the Scorpio way. Yeah. Every time I ever do anything that I would consider socially wrong, someone's always like, "Well, that's the Scorpio in you." And then I'm yeah. like, "Well, what a relief," because I thought it was just me. <laughs> no, really. Well, honestly, it's such a good cop out. It is. I'll it's, use it every it's, time. It's a cop out. Ah, oh, man. You know what? We got to wrap this thing up. We're talking way too much. Nobody wants to hear all this shit. But they're going to. I totally forgot. That what? That we were talking on this. <laughs> oh, that they're even my. Yeah, that's the beauty. Yeah. Like, once you kind of get in it, it's you just zone out. And now I'm at the point where, like, I don't care about the pain. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get off the mic and then you're going to be focusing only on it. So we'll see how you feel then. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, let's, let's wrap this bitch up. So, um, I'm not even gonna try to recap the shit we talked about. That f- felt like that went all over the place. The theory of everything. Yeah, hey, we, 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 we did it, guys. <laughs> We've made everyone dumber. <laughs> <laughs> we just mind fucked a bunch. Of people. Yeah, I, I genuinely believe I, I pissed off a ton of educated people. Yeah. Anyone who studied anything I just talked about is furious. <laughs> They're like, Yo, yeah. y'all don't know what you're talking. I just about. Joe Rogan <laughs> all over all these people. So yeah, let's we'll wrap it up. All right, well, thanks for listening. Um, you uh, you sign out because you're never coming back again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never coming back again. You'll be back for the next one. Well, you've literally done like all of yours at all this point. All my tattoos, except for the little moon behind my ear. I'll claim it. I don't care. Um, yeah, so we'll, I'll give you credit. We'll get you. On. <laughs> we'll get her back on the next one. But all right, bye guys. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, I guess I will be taking one. Okay, I'll let you do that. She holds my ring light. Aww. All right, you can pop those off. Yeah, I did that. So we'll we'll take. I'm gonna put more numbing cream on. We're okay. almost the way done. I'm gonna order them some food. It's good.